0: Hi, we're the D Cracks from Austria, and you're listening to the Dummy Room.
1: Dummy up.
2: This is the big time, girlie. This is rock and roll.
1: This, party. this is the happiest day of my life. Hey, pizza! <laughs> you're immature. You can't do a single thing by yourself. You're a spastic nerf bag all the time.
2: You guys are not that dumb.
3: Hey everybody, you're in the Dummy Room. I'm Jody Havnut, Joined as always by number 27, Nate Suicide Squeeze Demo. What's, up, What's dude? up, dude? Whatever episode it is, I can't even think. Is it 113 already? I think it's
4: 113. No clue. 113. Perfect. Uh, Evan, October and uh, Dallas Dust Storm Isotopes. They're both here, man. We're going to have them both. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I was thinking today, like, it was. it's crazy to think, like, at the beginning of this year, if, if you would have thought that we were going to have this uh, global pandemic where hundreds of thousands of people were going to be killed and, and then after that, we were going to have um, major news headlines that were basically saying defund the police, and it was going to happen in places. Yeah, it's like how how do you get from one to the other? It's 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 been a wild ride, you know, and it's been um, it's it's been hard to avoid. Everyone's talking about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, you know what I'd rather talk about than uh, the world world news issues and all the bad shit in the world. Believe it or not, I think I'd rather talk about baseball, dude.
3: <laughs> Anything's better <laughs> than the fuck. And I
4: don't know baseball, but I'm going to pretend that I know something tonight. Yeah. But I'm going to look like an idiot. But we should get to it, man. Yeah, let's do it.
1: come Coming up next, we got a guest. We got a guest. Coming up next, coming up next. We got a guest. We got a guest. Coming up next.
4: october and dallas dust storm from the isotopes how's it going guys
0: it's going pretty good pretty good
4: good you guys got to be uh super depressed right now no baseball yet
0: well I-, I think yeah everybody is i think equally depressed for all sorts of reasons so i'm not trying to make a <laughs> too big a deal out of it but yeah it'd be nice to watch some ball but but it's just you know it's not the way it is right now
4: yeah i'm just i was just trying to make some light of it because obviously uh the world is uh I, I don't I don't even like talking about it, but you know, the the virus and, and now um you know, the riots and, and all of that stuff. But um yeah, I just wanted to uh have some fun tonight.
0: <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, I mean yeah, right off the bat, it's obviously the world's changing right now. So yeah. you know, eyes on that is the most important thing I think and trying to trying to learn from that and uh, you know, participate in whatever way seems right to you is sort of the thing everyone should be doing and right now you know that's what we're trying to do up here and remove from the U.S. a little bit but not to the extent that we're not feeling it so it's definitely impacting us here too
3: yeah
4: yeah so uh you know me and Jody are both huge isotopes fans but um we're obviously not huge baseball fans um but I was just wondering like um I guess like I don't know much about the isotopes, other than I mean, I love the band. And when I first got into it, I'd heard like, you know, they're also a baseball team. I was really confused. I guess I've always wondered like how how the band came about and how the team kind of came about, which came first, that kind of stuff.
0: yeah, the band came about uh, way before. I think we kind of start started two thousand and six is kind of the unofficial official starting time. We're approaching fifteen years here, which is alarming, really?
5: Holy shit! Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, but yeah, the band started and it was never like a real thing. It was just sort of recorded a song or a seven inch here and there, and and um, played songs about baseball because that was that was of interest to me, and I thought that it would be good to like write some songs about stuff that people weren't writing songs about, which is baseball, and I knew a lot about baseball, so it worked really well for us to be able to like carve out a little niche. I never expected that anyone would like it other than myself. <laughs> But, you know, um, a few years after we started when we started to play some shows and stuff, I met Dallas uh, at a show that we were both playing um, in a house with like our other bands. And uh, so shortly after that, I knew we needed to uh, hire a new guitar player. So I gave Dallas a call and that's when he joined the band. But I think one of the things was he first thing he told me was like, I don't know anything about baseball. I don't like baseball.
2: (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I still don't. <laughs>
3: huh. So I thought it was like some kind of prerequisite. You had to be into baseball and shit to be in the band. So I guess that's not true.
2: I don't know if there's anybody else in the band who loves baseball as much as you. Aside from maybe like Noah and stuff. But yeah, Rookie Rochelle, when he's in the band, he can give me a
0: run for my money. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's. I don't know. Right it's on. true.
0: as the band has, uh, as the band has like... Um, become more active and touring and stuff. We've definitely gravitated more toward. It. You better be able to play the songs to be able to be in this band. That's the number one thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, that always helps.
4: So Dallas, when, yeah, um, are you as confused as as the rest of us sometimes on what some of the, the songs are about?
2: Yeah, I uh, you know <laughs> like I who the fuck is
4: Ray Ordonez or, or Donia's?
2: Yeah, I usually <laughs> don't find like I mean I don't even know the songs before we record them, so you know the subject matter is yeah sometimes it's a little over my head but uh it gives me some good wikipedia searching to do you know later on mm-hmm. and, <laughs> totally. and find it out
4: find out what they're all about but yeah. yeah what i like about most about the songs is it's it, they're baseball but um you know there's like uh one song's about seinfeld and the next one's just about actually like playing baseball the next one's about a player the next one's about uh you know like a love song kind of incorporated around baseball so it's not just you know baseball
0: yeah that's kind of an approach that i think every band takes unwittingly is just to you're gonna write a bunch of songs about a bunch of different things and um it's hard to write songs all about exactly one thing if you want to hit it right on the nose and you know like it's a it's a it's a creative sort of um license everything's got to be about baseball but through the eyes of sort of the way that I've experienced baseball in my life which is through pop culture and through growing up in the 90s watching baseball playing baseball stuff like that so it's pretty personal as well on that level but I think that those are personal experiences that a lot of people uh seem to share so it's it's kind of struck a chord with a lot of people which is interesting but it's just about like I grew up as much of a Seinfeld fan as as a baseball fan and those kind of references when you watch that show are like, yeah. Oh, that is so c- hilarious. So to be able to tie that into a song that other people yeah. appreciate is pretty funny.
3: Yeah. It's super clever, dude. It's really cool. Just like, uh, you know, in the middle of never been caught, you guys go into like the starting lineup. That's gotta be like the greatest way to ever introduce a band on record. You know what I'm saying? It's so cool. Oh,
0: thanks man. Yeah. That was fun. We never really wanted to make a full, I never wanted to make a full length record cause I just, didn't want to write that many songs all at once <laughs> and, and then <laughs> we had to do it cuz we got banned from the United States mm-hmm. at yeah. a certain point. That's what rookie
3: told us the first time when he was on like when we first started the show a couple years ago. Yeah. So that's still in was effect? Like, I mean, he said it was like a 5 year thing. Is it still happening?
0: Well, yeah, it's it's in effect it is a five-year thing but it's also in effect because it takes action to stop to to like you know get back down there but right now that's like not the time to try
4: right yeah you don't want to come here
0: yeah <laughs> I, I got no i got no business in the united states to do right now yeah and D- dally's banned too so it's like yeah
4: kj from chicks digging invited us to come up there he gives a great tour yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: of the city. Yes, he does.
4: He was uh, um, unbelievably nice to us last week.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's an amazing dude. Last time we were in in Calgary, uh, me and our drummer Mikey, he took us out and showed us all the sights because Mikey's from Austria, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, he took us all around Calgary, and and uh, it, yeah, it was awesome. Just the nicest guy. Took time What'd out. What'd you of do? This. What'd you do? Tell us that story. What'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you what What did, did we do? Oh, we 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 tried to get into the saddle dome, which we did actually. We got into the saddle dome just by asking. It was crazy. I've that's that's the thing that he taught me is like if you want to do something, you just have to ask. Cuz you know, you might get told no, but chances are you might just get to do it.
3: Yeah, 50/50 50, 50 so chance. So, yeah, we
2: just, right? just got it- into the saddle dome
3: nothing Nobody going on it was just there. like
2: no they still had all the lights on and stuff in there we went down to the ice <laughs> and and checked it out it was it was amazing was yeah. awesome yes. yeah yes. yeah great dude
0: yeah he took us out for dinner on the first tour we, we we did with them too on the first night he just took us all out for for dinner it was really nice of him so he's just that kind of dude
4: totally when he <laughs> takes you guys out is it the whole band the whole team like how many people oh <clears throat> I don't
0: know. When he took us out for dinner, it was everybody, but I don't know who was on that tour with Dal. Oh, it was just me and
2: Mikey.
4: Just a three-banger. Yeah, you're talking Mike from D-Cracks, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's also a real gem. Yes. What a
0: lineup this band is. When you go out on the road and you got Mike from D-Cracks, and you got Dally, and you got Troy, and you got, oh man, all these guys. Mantle Bombs dudes, the Boyds dudes. The Rochelles, no matter what lineup is on the road, it's like always a bunch of rad dudes. I just want to put that out there because I'm appreciative of
4: that. Yeah. It's never the yeah. same group either. I was uh, I was kind of thinking about that and I don't I'm sure it wasn't designed that way, but you know, when you hear like um for example, like Screeching Weasel, like people will not accept um Screeching Weasel without Jughead or Vapid. You know, if it's just Ben, it's not Screeching Weasel, they won't acknowledge it. But um which I disagree with, but with you, with the isotopes, it's like, I think it's kind of cool because as long as it's Evan, right? Evan's there, I mean, you can have a different drummer, you can have different guitar players, whatever, but it's still like, because you, you treat it as a team kind of, so like, it's almost like, who are you going to have tonight, right?
0: Well, so. I agree with you almost at almost every point there, but um, it doesn't even have to be just me. We um, there There is... On record, a precedented case where I didn't make a show and it still happened.
4: Oh, yeah? <laughs> it was
2: good. Dally That's sang. cool. Yeah.
0: Rochester, New York,
2: I believe. Got it was the, the bug night jar. That, got,
0: that, that I got stopped at the border and uh, I was in jail. So Dally saying,
4: The show yeah. must go on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so no matter, yeah. No matter who's there, it's going to be an isotope show. And I think that is the key is just that you're gonna you're
2: going to see who you see and it's going to be a cool show.
0: Yes. yes.
2: After we played somebody came up to me and they were like, "Oh, great set." And I was like, "Yeah, it was a little it was a little tricky though cuz our our singer didn't make it through." And they said, "Couldn't even tell." So, I, you know, I, I was a little flattered, but
5: <laughs>
4: never trust the guy who's giving you a compliment at a punk show. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about it. It's it's kind of cool, you know. So like, I don't know, like maybe it could be like a thing. Like I saw all the isotopes. You know, I saw every member of the isotopes that they get at some point in the career I saw I only saw you know the usual lineup or whatever so it's kind of it's kind of a thing but hey I got a question for you Evan like when did you start I mean you started playing baseball when you were a kid I assume but did you were playing like beyond high school or something weren't you at in some sort of like crazy league or anything no, well, no, not beyond high school.
0: I was playing in high school to the fullest, like, the fullest level that I would, had available to me. And we had, like, the highest level available here in Canada. So I was playing in um, just really high competitive baseball. I was never, like, the best player on my team, but I was making all these travel teams and stuff. And I was more like a ut- utility infielder on, like, the best travel team you could be on. So, you know, I could never hit. But... Um, it was a pretty cool experience to get to play at that level. Like, I got to train with some guys who ended up going into the bigs, or who were in the bigs at the time and stuff. So, it was um, it was a really it was about as good as, as you could do playing baseball before college. And I quit before um, getting the opportunity to play college. I don't know if I would have done it, but a lot of my friends did.
4: So, so you got to travel like all through Canada and shit like that, or just kind of like the Vancouver area.
0: Uh, yeah it was like regional so like western Canada we'd go and do stuff and it was kind of like being on tour when you're first starting a punk band but (laughs) um,
3: someone getting attacked by like a bird what's going on I'm
0: hearing a bird
3: I'm thinking
2: that's Dal oh there's a crow in the background
3: wow that's
2: great (laughs) I even have headphones on sorry
3: oh no you're good
2: go away crow that's ambient (laughs) sorry I'm sitting outside more peaceful out here you're good
0: so yeah i mean i played all my life and i was pretty good and everything like that but um it was never going to be something for me beyond it's really like as a canadian it's really hard to take it beyond high school unless you have exceptional ability and i was coming up right at the time through like the late 90s when it was all about being a power hitter like all the scouts were were um, scouting for hitting and everything. And there was a lot of guys on my team that got got scouted, but they were all pitchers and hitters and stuff. And that just wasn't me.
4: So I, I guess, I, you know, I'm just kind of ignorant about this, but I always thought of Canada as just this hockey-only kind of country. I didn't, I mean, was baseball a big deal? Or was it was it kind of like the second or third sport up there? Like down here, it's like football is number one, and yeah. then baseball is kind of a distant, I think. but well, I don't know. baseball I just... is
0: like baseball is big in vancouver because we have the weather for nice it. weather we got really good weather here compared to the rest of canada um so vancouver is sort of the epicenter of baseball in canada we're in vancouver and um the team that i was playing on was the highest drafted team in canada wow. so like it was uh they're called the north shore twins and like ryan dempster came out of that that uh, organization i don't know if you guys know who ryan dempster is but he played for the The Cubs and he played he had like a 20-year MLB uh, Career Wow. okay, but um, so this organization was like drafting a lot of guys, but outside of that uh, Sort of organization in that league and even across Canada. There was like very little um, Interest in baseball compared to the states. So I think baseball is like we had soccer is huge up here hockey obviously baseball is probably three. Yeah, but Mm. mostly in Vancouver because like the right you, you know, the weather here is—we don't have snow up here very often.
4: That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, here I—I um, I go to—I go to games like we have a—we um, have—I don't even know. Like I know there's a, there's like hundreds of leagues, right? But I um, was like a college league, so we get college guys from all over, and I know some of those guys go to the to the majors and stuff. But um, I try to go to like two or three games a year with my kids, and it, it's yeah. usually a good time. But I, I don't know. It's just like. It just seems like being in that kind of thing would just it like be a blast, right? You just travel around with, you know, other guys that you don't really know but kind of like minded. I guess. Um, I think
0: it's just like tour. I think it's like tour, except for probably tour is better with the band because there's no rules, there's no parents.
4: Yeah, but it's also your more your buddies, right? Like your teammates aren't necessarily your buddies, because I mean, I guess they could be, but how was that? It, I mean, you were into punk rock at the same time you were playing baseball. You're on a team with other guys. I mean, how many of them were into none. punk rock like you were? my yeah, my, so.
0: nick, my nickname on my baseball team was Blair Witch because I dyed my hair black. <laughs> 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 uh,
3: Blair Witch, I like that. Yeah. Huh.
4: So that so so how did <laughs> how did you guys how did, either one of you how did you get into like punk rock and stuff?
2: take it down i got into uh, punk rock when i was in probably like just into high school and i started going to some shows and stuff with friends of mine and and that's when i decided like oh man i really want to pick up a guitar and just like i just my goal in life was to just play a local show and chill act like to 20 people and then it kind of just all escalated from there and then it introduced me to all sorts of different bands and, and people and stuff. And, and, yeah, like, that's how I met Evan and, you know. So, yeah, it was probably just from the people I was
4: hanging out with it at school and whatnot. What was, like, the first band that just made you want to pick up a guitar?
2: Oh, I'd have to say, like, my first majorly favorite punk band was Rancid, which is probably fairly cliche to say, but that was you know that was that was the first one that really turned me on to it and then uh, and then I was really into like the street punk stuff for a while and then a friend of mine really got me into the Riverdale's and then after that it was just I just went in that total direction i'm not like a really good guitar player but i can do the downstrokes all right so i was like okay so if i can't shred on my left hand at least i can be really good on my right hand and so like the whole like (laughs) pop punk kind of world really appealed to me more because it made me feel better about myself and my my guitar abilities or lack thereof so yeah
4: (laughs) how about you evan kind of the same
0: thing i just got into it uh you know i think when green day got big i was into skateboarding and stuff like that like I was right. Uh, I was like ten years old when Dookie and Offspring Smash came out, and I was getting into skateboarding, and I was like, "That was that was fucking it for me. It was game over, and my whole life was ruined in that one moment." That I listened to Dookie <laughs> for the
3: first time. <laughs> All right, so this is kind of jumping around just a bit, but like, I kind of always wanted to know how Rad Jockstrap came into the picture, and and also, has have you guys? Kind of quash the beef with in, with Bradford from Intruder or what?
0: Oh man, good question. That's a great question. Yeah, let's yeah. let's give these listeners some dirt.
3: Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> digging right. over here, dude.
0: Okay, let's uh, let's talk beef. Where's the beef? <laughs> talk beef. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like those guys.
3: Yeah, me too.
0: Uh, they stayed at they stayed at my place one time on tour and everything like that. So like, uh, just you know, I consider them friends. I had a nice conversation with them for a long time. We drank a lot of sake that night. This is before the whole beef thing happened. So when that when that video came out, it was kind of like I, I hope that it, um, I I know that they considered it to be funny, but I I hope that everyone else thought it was real because it was more like just you know like. <laughs> It was supposed to it was it was a shot across the bow from friends, but I don't think most people realize that it was that way. So there was like some commentary on it. I was like, Holy shit, what's with this beef? But um I got a message from Toby from Red Scare about it. He's like, Well, what's the problem? And I was like, There's no problem.
3: <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, um, it's clearly funny. You know what I mean? Yeah that's how i but took the it. thing Hilarious. is i mean the
0: fact is still that you know rad jockstrap was up there in the jockstrap that before i ever saw bradford getting the jockstrap because he was wearing that leotard yeah. the whole time so and then you know out comes the jockstrap and i don't know that's when you kind of have to just say hey guys yeah um and so you know rad rad we made that video and rad said his piece about <laughs> it and i think it got squashed right then and there although I do think I've seen him in a jockstrap, uh, Bradford. That is uh, since then.
3: I think the last time I saw him, it wasn't a jockstrap, but he did go down to like a like a Some banana sort of hammock. A yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you That's guys fun. this real quick on a topical note: What do you think happens to Bradford post all this? You know, everybody fucking hates the cops <laughs> even worse than they did before. <laughs> you know what I mean? is he still gonna have that i don't know dude good question too that's a real good question yeah he's getting defunded man
0: (laughs) i mean they just canceled the show cops
3: did they really hear that yeah
4: yeah, they canceled cops i didn't realize cops was still on i didn't either dude dude. yeah
3: i remember that like when i was a kid dude holy shit that's still happening or was huh
0: i think bradford's out of a job but i think we all are
3: yeah that's the way it's seeming Kind of sucks, dude. Yes.
4: yes. I got a fun question for you, Evan. So, um, say say you could make a, a pretty decent living playing baseball or playing punk rock, and you could do you you could only do one of them. Which one would you do? Baseball. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't like to
0: stay up too late. Can <laughs> I be your bat boy? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna bring, as long as I can bring the whole band with me.
3: <laughs> totally. Then we can do
0: the baseball thing.
3: Yeah. We uh, need nine but guys, I say right? That
0: only because <laughs> I think I think we've you know it would be nice to experience something new. We've done the band thing. Now let's try the baseball
4: thing. I'd like to do both. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, what what is crazier from your experience, like a bunch of crazy baseball players or punk rockers? What do you mean crazy? Well, I just mean like you know like. After the game, like, I don't know, shit's, shit's got to go down with both crews, right?
0: Well, maybe it's me, but I've always found myself in scenarios, r- regardless of whether I was traveling with a baseball team or a punk band, that you just find yourself in scenarios that you'd never otherwise find yourself in. So I think that probably there's something about uh, traveling as a group of people that sort of, it's 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 a constant party that it doesn't really matter what you're doing you know whether it's playing sports or whether even like work stuff right like it's just when you're traveling with people there's this you know go to mexico for a wedding it's the same vibe right
3: yeah totally. so it's
0: just like traveling with people brings out you know it's like a constant party
3: yeah i could see that
0: although uh, i mean life on the road in a band is pretty you know there's a lot of downtime yeah, which is which is why you end up, I think, like partying more, drinking more, and doing all kinds of drugs <laughs> and stuff
3: because
4: uh, you need to balance out all that downtime. Totally. What do you think, Dallas? I mean, I know you never played, you didn't, you know, play baseball or anything, but
2: well, you know, I I I played hockey growing up, and um, you know, we we used to get into some shenanigans too. But I think that uh, for me. I've probably gotten into more shenanigans and trouble playing in a punk band than I ever did playing hockey.
0: Well, Dal, you got banned from the most free country in the world.
2: That's true. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. After I got in there, <laughs> I got in there illegally, and then came home, and then tried to go back down, and then and then got banned. So mine was like mine was six months after your ban. Yeah yeah that's
0: i mean that's hard to beat from a from a midget hockey team you know that's true
3: yeah <laughs> yeah totally it sucks though because man we want to see you guys play around here so bad i've never seen you live I, I never got to
0: i don't think we've ever played in 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 those uh we played wisconsin we played madison once
3: yeah D- really
4: yeah hmm well, i used to I, I'm, I'm actually I was, i'm from madison originally but that's, it's only like two hours for me, but I did not know that.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a very good show. It was a, uh, no, actually, I'm lying. It was a good show. D-
4: did, you, yeah. d- did you play with Intruder?
0: Nope. No, they nope. didn't exist yet.
4: Those oh, guys were probably okay. at the
0: show taking notes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely taking notes, yeah. No because they do pretty well there I've seen them there a couple times and they do very very well
5: oh yeah totally
4: so yeah, as no you can
3: shit. Imagine.
0: They've, d- they've done pretty well everywhere I think
4: yeah,
3: yeah yeah pretty much do you guys consider yourselves to be a gimmick band in you know air quotes because of the baseball theme like Nate and I did an episode about gimmick bands and we were talking about intruder where you guys came up a few other bands you know but do you guys consider yourself to be a gimmick band?
0: Um, I want to. I w- I'd love to hear what Dallas has to say about this because it's kind of a good question that you know everyone's going to have their own answer. Okay. I'll answer after Dal. All
3: right?
2: Sure. <laughs> that's my answer. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> hey, thanks
0: for hey, Dal, it was Dallas. great talking to you today, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. See you all the best in the future,
2: and um, you know, let's touch base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, fuck. I don't know. That's, a, that's that's a good question. I don't really. I mean, it's. It, it is a bit of a gimmick, but at the same time, it's like... I feel like the word gimmick has such a negative yeah. connotation. I mean, I'm,
3: I don't mean it that you know, way. You know what I mean? I'm just asking No, of course you don't, you but, I, I,
2: but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's, uh... Like Evan's, Evan said before, like, he writes songs about baseball because that's what he knows about, and he can write good songs about them. Yeah. And so, like, why not? And, and like you guys said, too, not every song is just strictly, like, just, like how to play the game there's so many aspects like different personalities in baseball and and all that kind of stuff that like you know yeah it, it you can you can write a plethora of songs about baseball without it being too gimmicky i suppose yeah. but i'd love to hear what evan has to say yeah <laughs> so then i can just say that after yeah that's good <laughs> we we can uh we can always edit you in
0: saying it, repeating <laughs> yeah. it yeah there you go <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean yeah, I think so, but as mu- sort of like every every band is a gimmick band, especially now like you have to remember that like this is the entertainment business, right? right and like bands that you kind of every band has their own thing and whether your gimmick is to not have a gimmick like Look at Screeching Weasel. You guys are familiar with that band, I'm sure. Like, yeah. for Ben to get up there and and start talking, and he's like wearing sweatpants and smoking a cigarette, and like, uh, <laughs> you know, the ultimate not fucking giving a shit band. I mean, tell me that's not a gimmick, right? If you're doing something well, that's sort of a gimmick. And and I think, um, it's just whatever you want that to be is is, is the thing. And for the topes, it's like, yeah, we're choosing a really like, um, different sort of contrasty thing to be. to to focus on and be centric around but like you know uh yeah everyone's doing their thing and if you're not giving the people something to remember you by then you're probably not doing a very good job of of being in the uh, entertainment business i think
3: yeah and at the end of the day too it's like it doesn't matter what the so-called gimmick is if the songs suck i mean if you have great songs and then this so-called gimmick on top of it it just makes it even better because it's like just an extra layer of, you know, thought and care goes into it. And it is clever, you know, to be able to fit these things in like that. And at the same time, it's still relatable to someone who, you know, doesn't care anything about baseball. I mean, yeah. there's an art to that. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
0: Thanks. Thanks, man. I wanted maybe, like, like to add to what Dali said is a gimmick sort of has a dirty sort of taste to it. But if you, like, I do a lot of work in, in um branding and graphic design and stuff like that too and i think if you just sort of use the term branding it sort of also has a sort of slimy feel in your mouth but you understand what it means like every band is their own brand and right. you put out there what you want people to get from you and like what and and also you determine who's going to like your band basically right by what you put out to the world like you see the dwarves um on stage and i think that it's fair to say that those guys have a gimmick too um yeah and it attracts a totally different group of people but you kind of just like um that's their brand right and everyone every band has their brand and i think that if you don't have one then you're not like you're not exce- uh, excelling you're not succeeding in doing what you're supposed to be doing so i do think it's a gimmick but i think it's um a fault almost not to have one any i think any successful band out there is is um striving to have have a brand or
4: a gimmick I think uh, when it's done very well, like bands like um, like Intruder, they they're just an amazing band. But like Hanson Brothers or the McRackens, um, they do it to a degree that everything is almost to the to the topic at hand. You know, of course, baseball for you guys. You guys don't stray really, so it's not like you did half the songs about baseball and then something else. So I think when you're when you're full in on a topic and you're as good as you guys are, and the intensity, and when I, you, know, I've never seen you guys live, but in videos and stuff, you are just tight, and everything is delivered so perfectly that it's just, you kind of forget about the gimmicky part, and it's just like, how the fuck do these guys write such great songs about, you know, a fucking loogie, or, you know, hitting <laughs> home runs, or whatever, you know? it's, It's just sort of like, it kind of goes away, and it's just, you are back to just a really good band. If well, that makes any sense. Thank you so
0: much for thank yeah, thank you so much for saying that. Um, we definitely we definitely try to be a really good band and and all the guys in the band are extremely good musicians. Yeah. I think that that comes across. And um you know like you can be really good at anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of got to be careful what you get good at and like it might not be the smartest move like to get really good at being a pop punk band that sings songs about baseball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, your dad, when you're like 19 years old might tell you that's not like the best thing to get good at. <laughs> like try maybe like being an architect. If you're, if you're good at being good at things, like don't do this, but um, it has worked for us and we have gotten really good at it. But those other bands you mentioned are the same deal where it's like no one would have ever thought that, um, starting a band where you dress up like eggs and whatever the fuck (laughs) chickens the mccrackens do like that's not a good idea like on paper but it it becomes a good idea if you are if you become good at it right so people really recognize when people get good at doing stuff and when a band goes up on stage and it doesn't matter what they're doing if they kick ass then you take that home with you above above anything
2: else right
3: Mm -hmm, totally
2: well and if and if the songs are really good too People don't really give a shit if they're about baseball or yeah, about exactly. whatever yeah. like it, it's it's a good song, and then yeah, the baseball thing the maybe song. just gives you something to remember yeah. them by right so you know it, it it sounds lame, but the music is first, right so um yeah, I'd
0: be pretty optimistic to think that like the
2: Isotopes fans
0: you know in any majority could like read the lyric sheet or understand the lyrics to, to the songs anyway right so
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 hey what's the, what's the deal with asta la Vista? how like like Blag has something to do with that one what's going on with that
0: in doing my homework for this this uh podcast I listened to the isotopes <coughs> episode of of the one you guys did previously because yeah. someone told me about it and I thought that oh, was shit. like I didn't believe it at first right I was like no, they didn't do that but they it turns out you did good for you guys <laughs> yes yeah so and so i i I heard that you were talking about this. Blag sings on that song prominently in the uh in verses or courses or whatever the part's called. <laughs> and uh like it happens multiple times throughout the song. So when I heard that you didn't know what the hell was going on about that. I thought, holy shit, did we just like get blagg on a record and it's not even like uh noticeable? So he <laughs> sings on that song in two parts. Which parts? He sings, uh, Dally, what does he do? Do you know?
2: uh oh shit i just gotta sing the song in my head for a minute is it
3: where it's like madonna's so bummed down to Dana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that part. Uh, yeah that's yeah. him yeah it's him because i yeah, listened to yeah. it again today because i was like i'm gonna find out one way or another and i was like i don't want to sound like a dumbass and so i was like that's e- it's either that <laughs> or i don't know where he's at you know what I mean? so that yeah. is him
0: those two parts and what happened was like we were doing it was our first record on on stomp it was a it was a first full-length record that we were never gonna do but finally when i came around to this idea of doing it i was like all right well let's pull out all the big guns like because who knows if we'll ever do this again so we, i just emailed blag out of the fucking clear blue sky and i said hey man uh i i got this song i really think you'd be good for this part uh this is the demo uh i got 200 bucks from the label to make this happen <laughs> yeah. uh so You know, if you, uh, if you're into this, we don't have any budget at all, but you know, like we would consider a huge favor and I don't know, whatever. So like, what do you think? You know, just kind of like went in, like just begged basically, (laughs) you know, like here it is. And like fucking 30 minutes later, I get an email back from Blag. Here's the part. I just happened to be in my studio today, recorded it for you. Uh, you can send the money to this address. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) <laughs> so that was it and it was like um yeah it was like it, it sounded like he did it in one take so we definitely fixed it up a little and and you know did whatever we did to it i don't know i don't produce our records but yeah. it sounds great now and that's Black dahlias again
3: Yeah, it is one big disadvantage of being you know a digital listener because there's no liner notes, there's no art, there's nothing you know, just a thumbnail and the music, which is super convenient to listen to. But you know what I mean? There's no information. Kind of sucks sometimes. But that is one of the cool things about doing the show. We get to kind of find out, so that's cool. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is that song is in a pretty like it's a different key, a different register for him, so it, it's it's a lot higher than he would normally sing something.
3: Yeah. I dig on that song though. That's one of my favorites. Thanks. Um, let me ask you about the logo quick,
4: obviously kind of lifted from the Simpsons, but are you responsible for the, uh, the cross bats? Is that what you call them?
0: I'm responsible for everything that you can see. (laughs)
4: Cool. I think it's cool, man. I love it. Obviously it's a, it's a cool nod to the Simpsons, but then it's also, I mean, kind of a, kind of a interesting nod to just like punk rock in general, you know? Well, it's you just know, a cool
0: little logo, I think, and I made it so long ago. I'm pretty sure I made that logo in 2007, so it's been around. But uh, yeah, a Simpsons thing. Where I, I'm not—I don't know what Dal—he'll tell you, but I'm not a big Simpsons fan. Um, I didn't really like—I like it enough and everything, but like, I was watching baseball, not Simpsons, and um, <laughs> so I just thought that was, there was a time when everyone was seeming seeming to be uh, naming their punk band after the Simpsons, like. You had all these bands doing that. So I thought, wouldn't it be funny to have like a baseball-themed punk band and call it The Isotopes? And that was like how that happened. So I, you know, it was just like a good name idea. It had nothing to do with my fandom for The Simpsons in any way. So once the logo started, once we needed a logo, it was like pretty obvious what to do. Um, And just use that sort of atom. It's an atom, by the way.
5: Yeah, Um, yeah.
0: And... Uh, the bats came a little later, maybe 2009. The bats came around, and I drew those with by hand before I really knew how to do anything on the computer. And there they are today.
3: Right on.
2: Dal, do you like The Simpsons? Are you a Simpsons guy? Uh, not
4: really. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not really a Simpsons guy yeah, either. either. No, so I mean, it seems like most people are. Like most people like us, you know, we're all in the same kind of age group, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I never, I mean, I watched it when I was a kid a little bit, but I mean, they're still making episodes, I think. It's insane. Yeah, I know dudes that have seen them all, though, you know what I mean? It's crazy.
0: Yeah. My, My lady grew up in a Simpsons household, and so she'll like drop Simpsons references on me all the time, and she doesn't believe that I don't get them. Major League Baseball?
4: I told you they were monitoring my activities. He's right. This thing's got info on everybody. Addresses, credit ratings, what size baseball hat they wear.
3: Surveillance beam disabled. Market research shutting down. Doesn't that beat all? Bye, folks. By Mark McGuire. Ooh. Big Mac himself.
4: Who to thunk it?
2: Young Bart here was right. We are spying on you pretty much around the clock.
3: But why, Mr. Maguire?
2: Do you want to know the terrifying truth? Or do you want to see me suck a few dingers? Dingers! Dingers! dingers!
0: I don't believe that she doesn't get the Seinfeld references, so we can educate
3: <laughs> each <it> other. <laughs> Seinfeld's more my wheelhouse, absolutely. You guys got a few of those, man. Magic Loogie, uh, Rochelle Rochelle yeah man as many
0: Seinfeld songs as I can think of I'm gonna write hey on that topic <laughs> do you know our uh, the, our friends the Mantle Bombs
3: no I heard a few things I mean they're the Seinfeld themed yeah. band right
0: yeah their whole band is Seinfeld reference and two of those guys are uh, in the topes too so oh right on oh yeah that's
1: what I should have said. just was running out of you. but when the ocean caught I got a little stuff, I still had some truth that you but now I've got my, mind made up Even though my fancy it won't work I got the perfect light and my flight's on top I can't wait to sing this joke I couldn't live with myself I gotta see this thing through I couldn't live with myself It's the last thing that I do Just stars the line I can't let it go Just does the line even if I'm the best till the roadblock time The cranium cart has got space to rent It's not there but it won't do in the zoo, cop too. in a six-year-old dude I had sex with your wife, it's true I couldn't live with myself oh no. I gotta see this thing through I couldn't live with myself oh no. If it's the last thing that I do Jerk's doesn't I can't let it go Jerk's doesn't Even if I'm the best of our time Mess Audience Not gonna dummy Damn for some Bone and Mess Audience Not gonna dummy Damn for some Bone and Mess Audience Well the Jerks still Cops And they're Running out of You And you know It's true and You know It's true Well the Jerks still Cops And they're Running out of You And you know
0: they're doing the whole Seinfeld thing, and they're, yeah, I mean, like, look no further for Endless Seinfeld. I think there's, like, four albums.
4: Damn. <laughs> really? One thing that I thought it was cool, um, 1994 World Series Champions, and I... It didn't really hit me at first, but then obviously it's because there wasn't a World Series champion that year, right? Yeah, but exactly. Like, I mean, it's it's such an easy concept and, and a basic thing to think of, but I mean, just to, to name an album that is, is is fucking genius. You know, like you proclaimed it.
0: Well, I agree.
4: I don't know. I don't <laughs> know what it is. It's just like, I remember when I first saw it, I'm like, well, I don't even know what that means. And then it hit me just from, you know, whatever that that that's what it was. And I just thought it was really cool. But that fucking album, dude, is... I, I mean, the production's killer on it. The songs are all great. I mean, it's a uh, flawless album. Um, can we... Is it cool? Can we kind of go through some of the tracks on that?
0: Yep, we can. Can I just give you the, the where the title came from, just from on my side, too,
4: before? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I agree. I thought it was a really cool idea for a title. I think I came up with that title for an album like maybe early, early on in the band's existence. And I always said, if we ever do a full length, this is what we're going to call it. 1994 World Series champions, right? Okay. Uh, So, but we were never going to do a full length. It was like never in the program. So (laughs) finally we get this deal with um, Stomp Records, but the deals for two records. And um, I, I said to myself, we can't call our, our first album 1994 World Series Champions because it's too ballsy. Like it's just it's too arrogant to come out with before a lot of people are going to know who we are. So we got to we got to like my goal was to save that album title until we wrote a first album that was so good that would warrant having a second album called 1994 World Series Champions. <laughs> so it was like this super long plan of like executing this album title that that finally came to like exist but there was like a big chance in not using it the first time we might have like really shit the bed with the first album and then if we would never have been able to use it on the second album if the first album flopped so (laughs) um, i'm really proud that we got to because that was probably 10 years of an idea that finally came true it's
3: awesome i love how it's like the sides are home in a way that's just fucking a cool little detail
0: Man, you guys are such nerds, man. I just love that. <laughs> <laughs> you just know, you know every like. You you probably know more about like all that stuff than Dallas and me put together.
3: <laughs> I don't know. We just been listening to this kind of music our whole lives, so it's you know just kind of like it was my baseball, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love that. Yeah. You guys are passionate about it, and you can tell that. And I appreciate that. Um, all the little details that we've put into our stuff actually are received by someone and appreciated because it's very easy to like do a bunch of stuff and then no one gets it right so thanks for listening and and digging
3: it you're welcome thanks for doing it man it's great shit
1: yes Yes. hey kids this is cj ramon of the world famous ramones and you're listening to the dummy
5: room
3: So yeah right, let's go we,
0: through the record yeah
3: let's burn down some songs here let's see what happens all right what we do ain't secret
0: what we do ain't secret um it's a rip on the germ song what we do mm-hmm. the secret and i thought it was a really cool way to start an album as well as being ballsy what we- after never being caught as an opening track, we had to come out and do something that was even more attention grabbing. And I thought that this was a cool idea.
3: Yeah, totally.
2: Okay. Difficult to sing the backup vocals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had a tough time with that one. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of
3: high. Yeah. It does get kind of high,
4: dude. (laughs) Uh, DOA. That's like when you get someone out at home plate, right? Like, yeah, you watched the music video for this song. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: like that's all it is. It's just like when there's when you're just out at home, like
4: yeah, dead okay. on arrival, right? But, but that it's is
0: that, a common term for that.
4: That's okay, okay. That's where I was wondering about that. So yeah, I, I don't know my baseball terms, believe okay. it or not.
0: Well, that's what we're here for.
4: We're I actually so <laughs> I had a friend who he's Canadian, or he lives in Canada. He's not Canadian, but um, he sends me this uh this list of baseball like terminology. And I'm looking at it going, I can't even... Some of these I've never fucking heard of. And, I, you know, my my, my kids played baseball and softball, and I was... <laughs> believe it or not, I was a coach, somehow. Nice. Um, <laughs> kind of a coach, you know? But I always remember... I felt really weird, because, like, all the other coaches are, like, yelling shit, you know? And I'm like, I don't even know what that fucking means, so I would just start <laughs> saying it, you know? <laughs> but um, there's, there's like, fucking hundred terms on here that I can't even go through them. But, like... Like a backdoor slider? What is that real? Is that a term? Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Sounds more sexual than anything.
2: I was, I was gonna say that seems like a porn reference. Yeah,
3: totally. it's this is this baseball talk or is this porno talk? Is your friend like the just Baltimore like, chop. trolling you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: almost wanted I almost wanted to quiz you, Evan, on like if you can <clears throat> name these. Like if you know do you know what a Baltimore chop is?
0: Yeah, and I know what a backdoor slider is too.
4: I bet you know all these
0: probably i mean do you want me to tell you or do you want me to just no 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 i
4: i I believe you but uh, seriously (laughs) is this a real one bang bang play like that sounds like a porno thing
0: yeah see do you (laughs) see how good okay so like this leads me to do you see how fucking good the isotopes are at not taking the low-hanging fruit (laughs) you know we could have easily had a song called bang bang play and very easily but we but we didn't you know why (laughs) because that's what the fucking amateurs would do
3: Totally. You guys are I, playing I, major I, league shit, man.
4: I mean, I'm. I, I, the, I, it sounds silly, but it's like going through this list. Like can of corn. That's a baseball term. That that just sounds stupid. Um, chin music, circus catch, cleanup hitter. I've heard that, before, but uh, I don't know. A cookie switch like hitter. A three bagger. <laughs> I mean, it sounds. I don't know. I just thought it was. I just thought it was hilarious, actually. But uh, what
3: about that backdoor bandit? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
4: There's there's so many
0: baseball terms that have been adopted into our into our regular language too, and that's what's kind of cool about baseball
4: terminology, I think. Yeah. Hey, I watched your um, Evan. I watched that um, documentary that you were part of um, a couple nights ago. Oh, that was cool, eh? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. I'd never heard of it actually, and I watched it, and um, I thought it was. Um, I never really looked at baseball that way, from like a, from like any other point of view other than like a sport. But it is kind of like, um, I don't know. It's kind of like this weird leader in cultural kind of activity, you know?
1: Yes. yes.
4: It's like the things that they were talking about. It was like, okay, baseball's been, tr- you know, doing that, and now like society, other sports are catching it. They seem, it seems, kind of like they're more open to changes in life, culture. Does that make well, any I, sense?
0: I, yeah, it makes sense. I don't think that the organization of major league baseball or as it's often referred to just as baseball is in any way open to stuff for i think they're as closed minded as any other large corporation but i think that the people who are into baseball are sort of um intellectual and um creative i think it's the sport that attracts those types of people it also attracts just your everyday nfl crowd too um, but it, 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 it definitely transcends that that cultural sort of um, area and it just gets it gets that from people. Like people are just influenced by baseball because it's um, it's just romantic, you know that's what it is. Baseball is just romantic and you get that as an artist, you get that as a human. So it's this human it's got this human quality to it that other sports don't have.
4: Yeah. No, I I had never seen that, and I just thought it was uh I thought it was pretty cool. I definitely thought it was cool that you were in there. I didn't know who anybody else was besides the guy from Pulley. Um. So yeah, it was an interesting watch, at least.
0: I thought so too. I you know, um, yeah. I wish it was longer. I think it was a ten minute documentary. Yeah, it
4: was really short.
0: It, I'm, it, I'm surprised he got ten minutes worth of usable material on that subject. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, so back to uh, what do you Dallas? What do you have to say about DOA? About uh, had to bring in
2: a ringer for the lead
4: guitar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, none of us can play like that, so we had to get Danny in there. <laughs> <laughs> some right sort on. of he had some sort of special pedal too that like made the sounds different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. We brought in Dan, who was playing in the Real Mackenzies at the time, and he had also done. He he did a tour with us later, but uh, he was um, available, and we needed a, like a. I think I told him because he's like probably the biggest No Effects fan that I know, and like one of the best like lead guitar players that I, that I know. And he was playing in Troy's other band at the time, so I was like, "Hey, can we get Dan in?" And I told him, "All we need is No Effects. We just need a No Effects solo, and it's in this key, whatever the fucking key it was." And uh he came in and he just kinda sat down and just ripped through it like that and we I told him to fix one note. He had this F sharp, which made it sound super metal or like, you know, lag wagon, new lag wagon sort of. And I told him <laughs> to get rid of that one note and it's perfect. So he changed it, got rid of the note, and it's like, you know, sounds like that. But that's what it was. It called for that solo. So we
3: That's awesome. Yeah, fuck that F sharp. So Dallas, were <laughs> you like uh
4: how the fuck am I gonna play this live? Were you freaking uh, out when after he played it? Yeah, oh yeah,
2: like uh, I think it was
4: our tour that we did, like
2: uh, when we went to Poosa Fest last, and I I had to do that one. So I know I knew that Dylan uh, had had played it before. So I I got on a Facetime with him and I was like, dude, can you show me like how to even just stumble through this thing because I I can't do this and so we had like a little lead guitar course on facetime and and uh so i i you know i made my way through it for those shows it 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 wasn't very good but i also didn't have the special pedal i just had my tuner but um <laughs> yeah it was tough it was tough right. but you know that's how you learn that's how you learn
3: yeah you so, push yourself yeah.
2: huh yeah
4: exactly that's what's up and it sounded great all right
3: yeah What's next? Uh,
4: Uh, Legend of George Brett.
3: Let me just say, dude, that video fucking rules. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I love that whole like Wayne's World kind of vibe. It's funny. It was a late start to the shoot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what's
0: new, Dal?
4: Yeah. So whose car is that? Was that that your car, Evan?
0: Uh, I bought it for the video. Really? Yeah, they gave us a thousand bucks or something like that. Cool. I bought the car for 600 bucks.
4: <laughs> what we where's spray the...
0: painted the sides. And...
4: Where's the car now? I thought I saw a post once like years ago or that you guys were selling it or something. I
0: sold it, man. Okay, so it sat in storage for a couple of months and then I said, okay, I'm going to sell this fucking thing because I don't need it. I don't want to be a guy who drives <laughs> around in that car and I'm going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I sold it. And... Um, the thing about selling a car on craigslist is that like you always get the worst possible person um to who wants to buy it so this one guy who's like taking a like two ferries in from up the sunshine coast to like come buy this car and i'm like oh man you're gonna come all the way out here like it's like a five hour trip on two ferries (laughs) to to buy this car and i fucking guarantee you it's not gonna make it a block like it's not you know but i told him that i'm like don't come in and buy this car because this car like i can't guarantee you it's gonna make you a block like i just drove it around the block from where it was parked in storage and it made it here and we made that video with it to prove that it drives but that's the best that i can give you right and he's like no i know it's all good i just want the body i'm gonna come in blah blah, blah. so this guy comes in and buys it low me i think i was trying to get seven back for it like i bought it for seven sold like whatever he gives me like 400 for it and then like 15 minutes later calls me on the phone hey <laughs> the car's dead i'm like well i don't know
3: <laughs> your problem bud
0: yeah and he's like yeah so it's the alternator i gotta replace the alternator it's gonna cost me another 200 bucks and i'm like well i told you don't come by this car you, you just wanted it for the body and you had it is no problem and he's like yeah i know anyway so i sold it that was it but it was like this big thing um which resolved uh you know amicably with no problems but it's just one of those things where it's like don't sell a car on craigslist to anyone who lives outside your town because it will just be like so much more of a headache for you
3: so it wasn't <laughs> just like some random topes fan it was just some regular dude
0: i was hoping totally. that we could sell to someone who would appreciate it like on yeah. that level but no yeah,
3: dude put it in like their little museum somewhere
0: yeah the isotopes museum yeah To buy this car right and i tell like, this is like with every isotopes thing is like everyone gets an email with like a very bare minimum information and a place to be you know
5: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh so you know and then where everyone's late so everyone shows up and we're supposed to be making this music video and the car's all like painted up and i've been painting it with um my chick alisa that afternoon she she she's the one who actually ex- exacted out the whole stencil like i drew it out but she 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 knifed it out okay and uh we, you know we're sort paint, painting this car whatever and and it should be known that dallas lives like 90 minutes away so his time's pretty valuable he's got it, like a uh, you know a wife and two kids you know okay mm-hmm. just one so, at a time but okay one kid yeah. at a time you were working <laughs> yeah. on the other one right <laughs> well yeah as hard as i could be yeah so you know you're trying not to waste people's time. It's like if you want to come out, we got to make this mu- music video. you want to get everyone in the band in the music video, so you got to work around people's schedules I'm always very I try to be aware of not wasting people's time. so we get out here, the car's ready to go. we load it all up, and we're driving it out of like the driveway and it hits this rail, this fence rail that's in this in the in the in like the driveway, and just rips the the muffler like right. off. <laughs> but so far down that it's just scraping and it's not off and it's not on it's just like lodged into the ground and scraping so we can't drive it now we can't even get out like what we couldn't even get out of the driveway because of that rail right
3: yeah Yeah. we couldn't move (laughs) damn
0: so we finally pull it out into the alley and like we have to jack it up and it, we look underneath and 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 dolly dolly's underneath there and he's like okay it looks like we need to like fix this and I, i'm like "Fuck, i don't know what to do at all uh so we get like the neighbor to give us like how do we even dally do you want to like
2: tell the story because i don't know sure so luckily across the alley a guy was working on his motorcycle and i was like hey you don't happen to have an angle grinder do you and he said yes i do So I hop under the car with an angle grinder, and I just hack this muffler right off. Just throw the thing away, and I'm like, okay, finally we can do this. We're like maybe three hours behind schedule. And so now we could finally drive this thing around. And if you look in the video, I have paper towel and electrical tape on one of my fingers because I had just obliterated my knuckle. It was just bleeding everywhere.
3: <laughs> I was wondering. So it's, like it's that. on
2: there. It's it's on there for some of the some of the shots, and then it's yeah. not on there for some of the shots. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, that was quite the ordeal. I think we were in there with a hacksaw too for a little bit, and that wouldn't work. we were trying to pull it out, and then finally, I just said, "Hey, we need a We need a we need an angle grinder in here." And the yeah, thing so was we up just... on
0: like a jack, and it was like rocking back and forth while we were like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh shit, like oh no." Uh, so, yeah, that that video took a day, but like pretty much a day longer than it had to.
4: Yeah, that was a long that was a long while. So did did you guys actually go into what was it? Is it Duffin's Duffin's Donuts?
0: Well, no, we can't give the ending away. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, we got
2: as far as the door and decided, no, it's not. Yeah, that was probably at like two <laughs> thirty in the morning after like numerous takes of trying to like make the lights and make that turn and park in the handicapped parking spot. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's all like, we filmed that with like a no budget. Right. So it's like our friend on one like camera with a tripod and then we're trying to drive through traffic and coordinate with the lights to make sure that we can make all these moves in traffic <laughs> without like, you know, with, with so that it worked. And, uh, so it took a bunch of tries, but it's, you know, you see that shot and it's like almost a 360 turn into the parking lot at full speed
4: into a handicapped spot.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> so how I loud think, was that fucking car, man?
3: Yeah, it was oh, loud. driving down yeah. the street,
4: everyone's looking at you and shit. Yeah, I, I,
0: I edited I edited that video. I had to go like a uh, side story. I had to, I didn't have a computer that could edit a video because it's like pretty is 4K video it's pretty hard to edit you need like a fast computer yeah so i went to best buy and i bought like 2500 computer uh, uh made sure i had a really good return policy went home edited <laughs> it like took me a week made sure i had like a 14 day return policy took it back told them uh ah, you know what i think i'm a mac guy and uh <laughs> returned the computer
3: nice <laughs>
0: got, the, got the full edit but editing that video like the I was listening to it in headphones the whole time and the whole
2: thing is just the the fucking car like
0: growling.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I know like the first part where it's like this is my my best friend Dally Duststorm and all that stuff. The car was so loud that I remember like a couple days later you were like, "Hey, you got to send me a voice memo of of you saying yeah, whatever." So I can yeah. put it on like on top and mute the car. Yeah, we
0: just, all wouldn't that pick stuff, up. just voice memos.
3: <laughs> 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 gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah. Do you guys know that George Brett Do you
2: guys story? know the George Brett story?
3: I don't think so. No, He's a, no I just know who he is. is
2: about. Okay, so the, yeah, the legend of George Brett, it, it all stems from this video that I found on the YouTube of George Brett at, like, warm-up of practice telling a story about how he shit his pants. And it goes a little something like this I shit my pants last night I did When's the last time you shit your pants? I'm good about Twice a year for that (laughs) This is an honest to god True story A couple years ago I was in Vegas Staying at the Bellagio Met some friends at the Mirage Went for dinner Went to this great little steakhouse Kokomo's Chef brought out these crab legs. He said, Dave, these are great. I got to give them to you guys. So we eat them. We go out to the tables. We gamble a little bit. I got to get up early because I got a tea time in the morning. And as I'm walking back to the lobby, I'm walking. All of a sudden, I yell, Oh, fuck. (laughs) And I'm standing there like this. I got my butt pinched so fucking tight. Like, I'm fucked. I can't move. And so I'm standing like this. I take one fucking step. (laughs) Water. Straight fucking water. <laughs> from the crab legs and then it goes on but uh that gives you the gist of it <clears throat> yeah holy um, shit uh,
3: that's on youtube
2: yeah. I gotta find that's on that. youtube yeah if you if you just look up george brett's story yeah there's there's like the 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 real one and then they somebody did a great auto-tune version of it which is the first one i ever saw and i was <laughs> i was pissing my pants laughing the whole time and then, yeah, I remember, I remember I showed it to Evan, and he was like, dude, you got to write a song about that. And I was like, I can't. And then he did. And it turned out way better than anything I could have imagined. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a great fucking story. Yeah. Just, just a great fucking story. Just a great fucking story. But the be- I think, I think the, the icing on the cake of that whole video is at the end, he just says to the guy, got up the next morning, took the most perfect double-tapered shit I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and then he takes like three steps and he goes, Who's the pitchers Who's the pitcher in this game? In this game? <laughs> like <laughs> you guys
0: definitely gotta check that out. Oh, definitely. Basically every lyric in that song is lifted from that
3: uh cool. from that video. I just found it on YouTube, I bookmarked it, I'm gonna watch it later. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's tight. Got,
2: it's it's got a bit of there there's a, a few moments where it's just like but you know, yeah you can get worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it, hundred
3: percent. Right. Well, what about that Indian summer? That's my favorite song on this record, dude. I, I still play the hell out of this song. I love this fucking song.
1: The off season's such a bummer Let's hope for an Indian summer Cause we don't wanna go back home Let's hope for an Indian summer Let's hope for an Indian summer Let's hope for an Indian summer
0: Yeah, I mean, this was a really, like, you have to understand, I think, my mentality coming into writing this record was that this was album two, and we had to deliver a better album than Nuclear Strike Zone. And um, Nuclear Strike Zone, I felt, was a really good album. Totally. So, we, I took the approach of trying to, like, actually write a couple hits,
3: you know? Yeah. I think like, you succeeded, dude.
0: Well thank you so indian summers is the, was like the song that i wrote that was supposed to be the most um sort of pop punk song
3: yeah it's even got the kind of weasley lead and everything
0: exactly and i wanted to like and i love like screeching weasel is one of my favorite bands and like i grew up listening to that type of stuff yeah and i knew that although the topes usually i usually go darker with our songs i really wanted to have this like Sort of almost emo song that was really like, um, like, uh, channeling sort of this nostalgia vibe, right? And just having it be like something that everyone can relate to, whether you're playing baseball or not. It's like everyone kind of wants to have this extended summer, and everyone's bummed when the summer's over. So, um, it, uh, it was just one of these things where it's like, okay, I'm gonna write the, I'm gonna write a catchy tune. And then, you know, kind of went from there.
3: It's fucking great, dude. What's up with the line about you're going to sit inside and smoke a whole pack of cigarettes alone?
0: Well, okay, because, like, that was what I was... uh, I don't smoke anymore, but at the time that this whole (coughs) Isotopes uh, record deal was going down, I was, like, sitting in my, like, apartment uh, smoking cigarettes, you know, through the winter, just, like, getting down to business, writing, writing, and writing, and just, like, fucking... You know, not really having a lot of fun, just, like, we signed a two-record deal without having any songs. I'll put it to you like that. You know? And it's like, oh, fuck, we gotta, like, do this. And so I was just, I wasn't even supposed to smoke inside because it was a house and my landlord lived upstairs and didn't want smoking inside, but it happened every once in a while, and um, there was one night when me and one of the other guys that used to be in the band, like, smoked, like two packs of cigarettes all night just working on on shit and uh it's kind of just like taken from that you know and i thought that's a really kind of depressing that's like the most depressing image i can think of really
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah such a great song and another thing about this record too is like man the fucking production is stellar dude everything sounds so fucking good and this one even has kind of like You know that like reverse gate before it comes back in for the last chorus sounds fucking tight, dude. Oh yeah,
5: totally, totally, totally.
0: You guys know the Hextalls, right? Sure. Yeah. So Jeremy from the Hextalls produces our albums, and he records everything, engineers it all, and then mixes it. And he is like the best sound guy that we've ever worked with on any recording. So he did both of those records. Okay. And he's like the reason that they sound so phenomenal. He
4: he took a lot of care to make sure that these records came out really good. So that's why those those Hextall's records sound so fucking great too. Huh? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of them. They always have great production. The last, the, the past couple have sounded yeah. really good.
3: So when I yeah. was uh, driving home to get here to do this tonight, I heard uh, Hextall's doing uh, that cover of Pat Benatar came up in my shuffle. It was sweet. Nice.
4: Um, who wrote the who wrote the the lead on the, that on Indian Summer?
3: Evan. Yeah?
4: Evan writes everything. Okay. I don't write anything. <laughs> hey, I gotta... So, Evan, when you're writing... When you, you guys are, like, doing an all-nighter cramming to make this album or whatever, um how, how are you... Do you have, like, a notebook full of, you know, cool baseball ideas like Morgana, you know? We gotta write a song about her, you know? Or is it just, like, just all coming to... Popping in your head at once?
0: It's, um... I write song. I, I have a list going of song titles. Okay. So I always have a list of song titles going, um, and basically um, the process of just always kind of uh, looking back on what 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 I have title wise, and then coming up with ideas in my head for music. Um, I play guitar very like badly. I played guitar on like the first couple of seven inches we did and everything, and I used to play live. But I'm not the person that should be playing guitar, so I usually just hum it out and um, make the other guys suffer through trying to like translate it to actual chords. <laughs> yeah. Dal, what's the experience like when you get a demo from me via text message?
2: The the demos that I get are usually <laughs> an out of tune bass and Evan singing. So I don't even really like I listen to it. I'm like, yeah, okay, that has potential and then i'll just show up and be like okay so how does that go like what are what are the chords and then he'll be like a5 and i'm like oh, okay i think i know what that one is yeah i don't i don't even really bother like learning or trying to learn what they could be because it's it's never the same but it always changes
4: anyway yeah yeah on. what was the question <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, I want to see this notebook of all these ideas, you know? I mean, you got to have a ton, right? Yeah, it's in my phone.
0: And um, I usually lose a phone a year, so I, use, I, I lose a lot of ideas <laughs> per year, too. Yeah. But it's a, just the notes in my phone that's just like, I have song title after song title after song title, and I basically write backwards from a song title. And if, um, if the song title isn't inspiring, then I'll just move on to the next one. It's like pretty yeah. much 100% of the songs started with the title.
3: On. are you ever just like watching a movie or tv and they might be playing baseball and it's like oh shit this could be a song mm. it's funny dude because whenever i see baseball on a show i'm watching i start thinking man is this an isotopes too that's what? exactly what i do yeah <laughs> it's crazy
0: you know what i think when i watch baseball like watch uh well like in a movie yeah i'm like that guy doesn't play baseball in real life he can't even throw
3: <laughs> <laughs> so there's no angels in the outfield coming anytime like, soon <laughs> i'm
0: critiquing the me- the mechanics of this actor yeah um i don't know there's like the obvious ones like movies and stuff where it's like well we got to have a song about like major league we got to have a song about the sandlot we got you know all that stuff so yeah those are obvious so yeah.
4: those are kind of just like those have happened right all right how about uh psycho at the sandlot Hmm.
0: I wrote that song in my head while I was uh, nailing shingles to the side of a house with my dad in West Vancouver.
3: It just came to you?
2: That's that's better than anything I'm going to say, so we'll just go with that.
3: <laughs> right on.
4: I was expecting something more, uh, I don't know, baseball-related maybe. You were obviously not happy with wanting to, uh, to be roofing, so you just, I don't know, wanted <laughs> to you are going psycho
0: yeah that's pretty much it
4: right on all right morgana <laughs>
0: interesting i think uh yeah yeah uh, yeah it's it's just that cool story of this of this girl who used to like run out on the field yeah yeah kiss ball players and then she like you know she went missing and there's like all these there's just like all kinds of crazy stuff that was happening in her life so i kind of wanted to capture the vibe of her like brief existence in pop culture and then like all the weird dark things that were happening like she was young you know Mm -hmm. and she was like uh, maybe a stripper, you know, maybe right. a hooker. I don't know, but there's all kinds of just like unknowns in her story. And there was a cool documentary that came out about it. And uh, I thought it was a really good, really good sort of story for a song that sounded totally. like that. You know, like kind yeah. of like a half, like a slower song, but still with a lot of like grit. So yeah. put those two ideas together, and
2: you got Morgana.
4: It's one of my favorite man.
2: That's probably one of my favorites to play live too. I just love the, like the, I just,
4: yeah, it's, yeah. it's very remote.
0: That one
2: floors me every time, yeah.
0: It's a cool song because it's like there's only two parts or whatever, but like um, people, I think people get that we can write a song when they hear that. Like we, we just toured, like in, t- not just, but 2016 17, we toured like all these places in Europe where we were playing to people who had never heard us. Or never heard of us before. So, one of the submissions of the tour was just to like prove that we were good, you know, which is a weird thing to like try to go up there and prove. But so, when you play a song like that, people understand, I think, that, oh, these guys like know what they're doing. Cause it's so easy to see a band in this, like, they don't have any good songs. But then you play a song like Morgana and you're like, oh, these guys are like, they can write a song. And oh, yeah. I think Morgan is one of those things where it's like people see that and they're like, holy shit, that that's not normal. Like that's a cool sounding song.
3: Fuck yeah, it's great. Yes. yes. I like Rule 21 even better though, man. Rule 21's one of my favorites. Rule of flag, rule of Research this when we did that episode i think it was something it about like pete rose or some shit or am i totally way off pete rose
0: uh baseball rule 21 is uh in the baseball rule handbook of rules is you can't bet on baseball
3: right okay. and
0: uh pete rose bet on baseball but the thing is pete rose always as the story goes anyway and I think it's widely believed, that he only bet on his team to win. So, I mean, if you're betting on your team to lose, then you can throw the game. But if you're betting on your team to win only, then that's just, like, sheer confidence.
3: Totally. Um, Yeah.
0: But he bet on his team to win, the Reds. And um, he broke baseball's rule number 21. And so he has been... um,
3: Been erased.
0: Been erased. And that's the same rule that uh, Joe DiMaggio and the 1919 Black Sox... Also, we erased from history. On so, two times in MLB history, that rule has been invoked, and it's hmm. obviously a really cool, um, cool history. And in the 1919 World Series, the the World Series was thrown by um, the mob, you know, um, Chicago and New York gangs, which is sort of touched upon in um, the show *Boardwalk Empire*.
3: But okay. that's, hmm.
0: what hap- that's what happened. So there's a lot of lyrics in the song that, that talk about that too. So it's just such a cool story and cool history that, that like
4: obviously had to be a song. So let me ask you, Evan, Like coming from like a super fan like you, um, how do you look at a guy like that? Because he, he seems kind of like a lot of people love him, and a lot of people he's been kind of like villainized.
0: Well, Pete Rose has the most number of hits of any baseball player of all time
4: is that still he still has that?
0: Yes, and he's not Damn. in the Hall of Fame. So and all he did, all he did was bet on his team to win because he was so confident. So I think he got screwed. Yeah, yeah.
3: definitely sounds like it. Hmm. Like just someone that's not playing the game—is it illegal to bet on baseball that way?
0: No, it's just if you're associated to MLB
3: okay. for players, they so don't that, want people you know, in the game. interested
0: parties basically right
3: yeah i mean i get that if you're
0: if you are able to be governed by the rules of baseball then it is illegal for you to bet on baseball
3: i gotcha Hmm. i mean it makes sense you don't want somebody like taking a dive just to win some money you know but uh, right and
0: that's what happened in 1919 do they
3: how do they prove that he only you know bet on himself like to win
0: well they never proved it that's just his story so
3: that's yeah, so that's why he's been erased, and yeah, disgraced, and all that.
0: Disgraced.
3: Yeah, it's a great song, right. though, man.
0: Probably my favorite part about that song is "No Sleep Till Cooper's Town, which is like a deep Beastie Boys reference.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. That's cool. Because it's a
0: different, it's a different city in New York, you know. Yeah,
3: mm. <laughs> that's great. Instead of Brooklyn,
4: Rochelle, Rochelle.
3: Dude, this one's so great because not only is it a Seinfeld reference, but it's a deep Seinfeld reference. You know what I mean? Like Rochelle Rochelle's in multiple episodes. So cool.
0: It's um, it's another instance of Seinfeld where, where baseball comes into play. Yeah. And so, that's um, so when we were in Europe, I was talking with Dylan, who's in the Mantle Bombs, who's and the Isotopes. So he was on on that tour with us, and I was trying to. I'm always trying to give Dylan ideas for Seinfeld songs. You know. You know how annoying it is when someone's <laughs> like, oh, you have like this project you're working on? Here's an idea for you. So uh, <laughs> I was doing that to Dylan and um, I was like, what about a song called Rochelle, Rochelle? Cause it's kind of like, you know, like pop punk thing, like Janelle, Janelle with the queers or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, a, it's so we were talking about it. And then after we got home from that, I was thinking about like, actually, that would, I watched that episode. I was like, there's baseball in that episode. So I didn't realize at the time when I was talking to Dylan about it that that was a baseball reference waiting to happen. Yeah. So we both went home from tour in Europe, the first tour, and we both wrote Rochelle Rochelle. So huh.
5: um,
0: there's a there's a Mantle Rochelle Rochelle too that's got nothing to do with baseball. Hmm. <laughs> but neither does ours. So uh, <laughs> you know, so that that's kind of cool. Now there's two Rochelle Rochelles, which it kind of Kind of uh reminds me of like the old Weasel joke weird thing where they'd both mm-hmm. have a song title and then write two songs.
3: Yeah, totally.
0: Rochelle Rochelle, 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 Rochelle,
1: Rochelle, Rochelle, Rochelle. A young girl stranger on a journey from the to miss my young girl stretched out on a burney No way Maybe in another time, maybe in another life You'll be mine, Michelle, Michelle You're the wind beneath my wings, 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 Michelle, Michelle This is a story about life This is a story about love This is a story about becoming a woman But it's mostly a story about love She was from the land She was headed for me. A lot of the way things got a little strange erotic erotica think. But sure, sure What are we gonna do? Bishé Bishé, I never knew a love so true. Bishé Bishé, ooh, a strange journey from my loneliness. Bishé Bishé, ooh, a strange journey from my loneliness. Bishé Perfect for me. Don't care what critics say. I followed you out of the way. A lot of men's got a dream. And never saw you again. For shame, shame. What are we gonna do with you? For share. shame. I never knew a love so true. For shame, for shame. A strange journey from the lows and the mist, the shell, ooh. A strange journey from the lows and the mist. Stop by the fire, take off your clothes. It's summer wind, You kiss is cold. I know you've had a lot long chance to be feeling better with you, but do. Show, but it's just a bit of a move. The shape, the shape, ooh. It's a strange journey from the line of me. The shape, about- about- the shape, ooh. It's a strange journey from the line of me. The shape, like, the shape, ooh. It's a strange journey from the line of me. The shape, the shape, ooh.
3: Hey, speaking of the queers, real quick, uh, what's up with a uh, situation? No, no, has the like granola head intro kind of thing? Was that like a nod to the queers or what?
0: Yeah, oh. man, love songs to the retarded is like one of my favorite albums of all time. So that's
3: awesome.
0: We we're doing this like their their songs about LSD. Our songs about like uh, LSD. Yeah, totally. So
3: <laughs> fuck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I thought so. When we, when we had Joe on, we asked him about it. He said he hadn't he didn't know about it, but he was going to yeah, check Joe it Queer out. Yeah,
0: Joe Queer doesn't know about any band ever, does he? No,
3: <laughs> unless it's the Dickies or you know Dick Dale or something. Leslie Gore,
4: <laughs> uh, Gold Scorpion Gun. <laughs> oh, this is a good one.
2: I'm not going to tell the story, but I just know that it's a good story. <laughs> well,
0: so Jose Canseco, a major Twitter personality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, blew his finger off cleaning his gun. And, really? <laughs> yeah. And he posted a picture of his gun and it's gold and it's shaped like a scorpion.
3: Damn.
0: <laughs> and I mean, that's all you need. That's all you
2: need for a song.
3: Totally. Damn, he listen, blew listen, his finger off with it though? Yeah. Holy shit. Wasn't and didn't,
2: he, it, didn't it fall off during a poker game too? It, yeah, <laughs> he tried to just tape it back on.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Does he like do like MMA fighting and shit now? Am I thinking of the same guy?
0: Well,
4: or or know. was he for a while?
0: That does I, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't be like off character. But I don't have my Jose Canseco
4: notes in front of me, so I don't know.
3: Okay. <laughs> but who cleans a gun while it's loaded? What the fuck, dude? Who has
4: a scorpion? I mean, who, <laughs> is that like a custom-made thing? Must uh, be. Well, it's either that or pawn
0: shop or something but yeah
3: sweet pawn shop <laughs> score
0: gold scorpion gun dude i gotta find that picture i should repost it on the ice Icetope, tope's instagram
3: yeah that's cool you should absolutely all right sandlot
4: party maybe oh. maybe my favorite on the record i don't know really Hmm. I, I don't know i love this song man
0: sandlot party tonight
1: sandlot party tonight Party tonight, tonight. stand up, party tonight. Let's go to the stand up party tonight. Let's go to the stand up party tonight. Let's go to the stand up party tonight. Some hash in a box of vino And yeah, yeah, it's cotton, yeah, yo Benny the Jet Is dealing cigarettes The whole crew's getting wrecked There's a party at the stand tonight and everybody's gonna be there, alright Hey
0: I Say about the song,
2: Dal, What do you? What can you say about the song? Anything?
0: Were you even there?
2: Uh, yeah, I was there. Um, <laughs> well, we recorded it um, while we were reco- we were recording the other songs, and uh, yeah, it went pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember writing that song like as we were we. Okay, so we have our drummer like the one the drummer. We had two drummers on this record. And Trevor was uh, the re- the drummer on this song, and I remember I hadn't written the song yet on the day that uh, we were recording drums, so I just like got him to play a bunch of stuff, and then um, <laughs> later, I was sitting in the studio and being like, "Oh, this song, fuck!" So I had all these parts, and but like not enough parts, and so I was sitting there with Jeremy trying to like figure out the song, and I came up with a couple of things and um i don't know and then this, that's how it happened like it was written all on the spot so cool. uh i don't know i never it's had a lot cl- of confidence with that song so it's funny to hear that to say that was your favorite one cuz like that was written
2: completely uh on the spot it's a classic story of you know what it just all came together in the studio we just totally <laughs> gelled as a unit and then it just this came out, this beautiful thing, you know? Yes. yes. From my experience, like, in the Isotopes, it always blows my mind when I hear other musicians, like, talk about, like, yeah, you know, we, we got into the studio and, and you know, we, we sussed out the songs and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, man, we go in there and it's like, okay, this is what we got to do today. You better get all, like, 12 songs done in a day yeah you know and learn them that day and then and then you play them for the record and then like i can't imagine having that amount of time and and money to just like hang out and be like oh no we should do this
3: here and we should do this here
2: it's (laughs) it's kind of mind-boggling yeah but
3: imagine those bands like in the 70s that were spending like a million bucks in the studio for like you know a full year and a half and shit yeah imagine.
2: I don't. I don't think we've ever spent like more than two days, like recording a yeah. record, which <laughs> is yeah. So like to be able to spend more than two days in the studios to me is uh, it's out there. It's crazy stuff. I I read
0: somewhere that like probably in the liner notes of a re-release, but like the first Ramones record took them fourteen days in the studio to me. Hmm. Really?
4: Yeah. That's that's nuts.
0: Think like think of how that record sounds and, and how basic it is. Sort of like where did they spend that time?
3: Yeah, I wonder.
2: <laughs> well, Joey was probably touching everything.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: could have been yeah, three times. Up and down those stairs, yeah. Like, yeah, better do it again. I just think it's
0: takes like I've thought about that a lot, and I think it's just like they just did a lot of takes.
3: Yeah, they must have. I think I remember like a long time ago one of those Ramones documentaries where like Seymour Stein was saying. He calls up the studio on the first record after Ramones had been there for like three hours and Johnny's all bummed out because they'd only finished like seven songs or something. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows, you know, where the truth is with all that shit. I think that was on the lifestyles of the Ramones, like back in the day.
4: So, hey, obviously, Sam Lot Party's about the movie, right?
0: Yeah, uh, all that's just taken from the movie. Um, it was coming up, I think it was probably the same year, maybe not. 25. 25th anniversary or something like that so sandlot was like big on the radar for like uh baseball subculture so i i thought it would be like a timely timely sort of topic for a song yeah uh something that i don't know did you guys pick up on the black flag reference
3: no i don't think so like instead of tv party
0: you mean TV party, black. uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
3: didn't pick up on it, but now that you mention Mm -hmm. it, yeah.
0: So that's what I was going for with the with the beginning vocal was to be like the same sort of TV party tonight, Sandlot party tonight.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I,
0: you know, like um, I never really talked to anyone before, like who listened to the record, so except for like the band and my girlfriend.
4: Yeah. (laughs) The band listened.
2: I don't know. See, that's the great thing about <laughs> this and, and being here is I learn just as much as you guys do. Cool. It's incredible. Totally.
3: Hey, can we talk about any of the other songs? Dude, I want to know some stories about like Hiroshima Dreaming and some of these other ones that I love. Is that cool?
0: Sure. I'm, we're here for you.
3: Cool. Well, what's up with Hiroshima Dreaming then? Number one, how did you come up with the kind of round vocal in the chorus? That is so rad. It, st- it really makes it stand out, I think. Whew i'm Whoa. at a
0: crossroads right now um yeah thank you You're welcome that was a hard song to sing and uh that's all i really have to say about it but if you pay <laughs> for the subscription you get the real story
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> hit up the isotopes on patreon
0: <laughs> yeah um the bridge part in the song that's uh, got no time for radiation. Yeah. So, one of the dudes in the band at a time, he was also in a band. Do you guys know the band The Wannabes? They're like on Panic Button or something. Oh, yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. Shit. Sure. Remember that band? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, the tall red haired dude in that band, uh, Justin Jesky, he's in the Isotopes. He's uh, He moved to Vancouver at, at some point. He, he joined our band. Um, at one point on a tour, he was telling me about his experience living in Japan because he, he lived in Japan for, a, for some time. And
2: uh,
0: I asked him why he moved back from Japan, and he said that he's got no time for radiation.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a classic Justin Jeske soundbite.
2: If you ever get Justin Jesky on your show, get him to tell you all about his experiences with milk. He's got some <laughs> great milk stories. <laughs> yeah? Oh, Yeah. We'll leave those for him to tell you. Oh, that is good, though. Good call. Thank you.
0: He would be a good guy to have on your show, because he could tell you a lot. He's got an amazing Ben Weasel story. He went to Ben Weasel's house, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about it. But he's got this amazing Ben Weasel story about going to Ben Weasel's house. Cool. Yeah, so classic quote from him was i got no time for radiation so i wrote this song uh, like about japanese baseball and was like okay i need like a good verse here and then i uh, like i had that quote written down because it was so good and used that and um there's an alternate version that i'd love to show you guys sometime but i wanted it to go on the record but the rest of the the band who i asked i don't even know if i asked dallas but i asked troy Should we use this <laughs> and it had the whole outro is full like uh, Japanese pop like uh, auto-tune vocals really you know so it's like I'll send it to you for this episode actually yeah
3: dude we'd love uh, that, nice. that super rad Hero.
0: to use it on the record but uh, I got voted out on that wow in a rare in a rare instance of uh, mutiny of democracy (laughs) in the antidotes
3: (laughs) wow yeah that'd be super cool I just love how it's kind of it always reminded me of like maybe like California Dreamin' you know what I'm saying that old school song by uh whoever the fuck did that song Mamas and the Papas yeah yeah Mamas and the Papas yeah just how it kind of cycles around I always have loved that yeah my kids actually well, love that. When we're driving, sometimes it'll come on, and they'll they'll yeah. kind of get the round going with me. It's pretty rad.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's like uh, it's always good to have a song about a place, you know. And it's like there's certain things that just work, and a place and uh, dreaming that yeah. works.
3: <laughs> totally. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That is that why it kind of invokes the california dream and round thing was it because well i wanted to be like
0: a surf song you know the whole thing's kind of got this like surf theme but just about baseball about the like the ebb and flow of the tide of a career you know that's deep
3: yeah this is great i <laughs> fucking love learning about songs that i dig you know what i mean because a lot of interviews you see online or read about it's never about the music so it's always just about you know what are you up to lately and what's next and so and so I love hearing the stories about the songs.
0: Like we put a lot of time into writing these songs, man. Do you want to talk about them?
3: Exactly, (laughs)
4: dude. Um, Bleacher Creature Girl.
3: Is that autobiographical? Is that someone (laughs) taking this chick home or what? Dally, did you take one for the team?
2: Uh, well.
3: No, you're married. I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Thank
3: Uh, you.
0: So, um, on the tour that we got banned from the United States on. Just before that happened, I was living in New York for five weeks with Rookie Rochelle from the Rochelles. Sure. I was staying with him in Long Beach, and I had a good little uh, summer in New York, which uh, most of the lyrics of in that song
4: are based off of. Even the Johnny Damon line? No. <laughs> safe okay. word.
0: Okay. <laughs> so... The safe word in question was not Johnny Damon. That's a little <laughs> bit of artistic license.
3: <laughs> so what was the, the safe, safe word? The safe word in question was <laughs> Nice.
0: No, you guys can't you guys can't air that. You have to <laughs> that. <air. laughs> All
3: right, I like leave it out. <laughs> hey, this is B-face here hanging in the dummy room
0: where LSD makes you smarter.
4: um night bus home to you man
0: I didn't hear that on either of your lists the other day
4: dude top 11 yeah it's tough oh man <laughs> that was a tough one cuz we did it like baseball right it was like top 9 yeah
3: we only had 9 that's
4: right and then it was my idea like dude we got extra innings so then yeah. we i think we made it to 11 <laughs> yeah. but it's like you basically have to cut out one of the albums worth of songs you know it's true and it's tough man when there's I don't know. Today I might say Night Bus Home to You. I don't know, maybe. So but yeah. There's what, a really
0: cool, there's a really cool uh, alternate version of that song and and Juice Head that we recorded uh, two years previous to Nuclear Strike Zone in like us in the studio with everyone there, everyone smoking cigarettes. We basically like hotboxed the studio with cigarettes. <laughs> and it's a really rare occasion when all the band is together in the studio because usually we just like you know do it track by track and everyone shows up when they can. Yeah. And uh so on this night we had everyone there, and we recorded this these two songs live off the floor. And uh, what do you remember about that night, Dal? Anything? No. So. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 I remember we nothing. We got these really two cool songs out of it, and Night Bus on the original version which has never been heard is like so different it's got like all these bass parts and guitar parts because everyone's like drunk and high and like you know yeah. just having a you know a different vibe no plan I remember Dally did a dueling guitar solo at the same time as one
2: of the other guitar players really? oh yes yes yes
3: Sweet. <sighs> Yeah. anything yeah, you that, want to send us it... man <laughs> we'd love to hear any of this stuff yeah,
0: never saying, again Sure. Well, we can. Uh, I don't mind that. We can put that on here. Eighty Eighty nine
1: away is all I planned on. Eighty one, if I'm to be exact. But I. Thought- i yeah. yeah.
0: So that's just a tearjerker. you got to have a tearjerker.
3: Got to. Yeah, that's,
2: that's a good song.
3: It's a great one, man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So who's the Situation No-No about, exactly? That's about a certain pitcher, right?
2: Yeah, it's
0: about Doc Ellis. He th- He claims to have thrown a uh, no-hitter on LSD, and I, I believe him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could get really focused in on it, man, if you're, if you're just a- tripping just enough. But if you're too far gone, I don't know. But I could tell you when I used to do acid, I could do all kinds of crazy shit that I can't do without it. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that was his—that was his opinion as well. So, um, you, have you seen? do You know the documentary series Thirty for Thirty, ESPN documentaries.
3: Yeah. I've never so, heard of it.
0: They're—they're they're really good. You know, uh, you should check them out. But there's one about this pitcher Doc Ellis, uh, in the no no, the LSD no hitter and uh, pretty much it's just his his talking through the time and how everyone was like doing drugs and he didn't even know he was supposed to be pitching that day and he was like in LA <laughs> yeah. partying on it he thought he was on a day off he yeah, was he, on a day off and he was partying and then like uh, he saw that he was pitching
3: he's like fuck
0: next thing you know he's pitching cuz he had to go back to San Diego and like pit- so we just took all the i just took all the lyrics from from like the story that he told about this and yeah told retold re- the story And, uh, but the coolest part about that song is the S N N A N A F U. part. Yeah, it's great. Because, um, obviously, snafu, right?
3: Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Situation, normal, all fucked up, army term. And if you can ever put an army term into a song with a chant, that's like, (laughs) that's Ramon's core, like, that in a thousand, right? Yeah. (laughs) Totally. So to be able to take that and then change the lyric by one uh by one word to make it baseball related and then relate it to the story it was like uh you know i don't know i, I it's probably one of the proudest moments i've had by myself as a songwriter for this band it was just like uh figuring that shit out because that that was like that's crazy yeah that is ironclad genius
3: what is going on? What is no, going no, no. no, on? No, no,
0: no. Situation, no, no.
1: I got to down for the place to be. I'm tripping out of fucking LSD. S-N-N-A, F-U-S-A, N-A-F-U. Electrical cooler parked in the kitchen. I see your paper and it says I'm pitching.
0: song is just like
4: you can't you know you can't write that shit right <laughs> I can't you did but I did
3: <laughs> yeah what's well, funny about that song dude a couple of years ago our uh, son he had heard me listening you know I drive around and I just have my iPod and I listen to whatever I want and I don't think about them picking it up but later on <laughs> that night I heard him for a while he was on this thing where he was going around the house saying Oh all fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Just that one little part, like stuck with him, and it's like, dude, you couldn't have done the like S N N A part. You got to do the off fucked up, uh, you know. So uh, yeah, awesome. I had to ex- try to explain to him. Look, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, at least not around other people. I don't really give a fuck here at the house, but <laughs> 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 we're out in public. You're making me look bad.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. When uh, Jody, I told you that story about the Masked Intruder song. Yeah. When um you know the song "Stick 'Em Up," guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. When um I, so so I put out there that record that first seven inch that that was on, <laughs> and oh, so yeah. So when it that was like when I first heard it, it was like holy shit, this is a this is a cool song. And I remember my wife and I we had my daughter. She was eh, she was maybe like four, five, six, maybe I don't remember. But um we're we're driving somewhere, and my wife really liked that song, and um we weren't really I'm thinking that the kids would pick up on that but like right away my <laughs> daughter she would sing that all the time <laughs> stick them up stick them up stick them up and then it was like oh shit you know yeah. <laughs> yeah so there was a couple times where she she said it and it was like uh we got to start watching this shit better yeah so
2: my sons finally got into like picking out records and pushing start on the on the record player and stuff cool how old, old is he he's two. Oh shit oh wow yeah
4: frisbees yeah i i was like oh, shit, oh gotta yeah. put these up
2: no i know he he'll he'll go to grab one out and i'm like don't bend it <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: be careful
4: yeah but. yeah that's yeah my um my son doesn't like this kind of he's he's 11 now he doesn't oh, okay, like yeah. any of the kind of music i like except oh, the yeah. ramones because they're legends you know i guess yeah and when we had um cj on yeah we had c and it was like i told him you know like we're having our first ramon on and that kind of blew his mind you know yeah
2: yeah i i i hope that my like because i have my daughter's five and then my son's two and i hope that one day they will somewhat appreciate what i've done which isn't much but still you know what i mean yeah yeah for right now, they just think that I'm a loser who has a guitar downstairs. But, <laughs> <laughs> but one day, my right favorite is—I I remember a while ago, I was looking at like uh, the Nuclear Strike Zone record. I flipped it over to the back, and I was like, "Hey, P-, my daughter's name's Piper." I was like, "Hey, Piper, where's Dad?" And she points at Troy, and she's like, "There's Dad." And I was like, "I don't <laughs> think so, unless there's something you got to tell me." <laughs>
3: so, yeah. So you guys just put out like a, that song about the MLB recently. That, I mean, does that mean there's a full length coming soon, or what? Uh, no. No.
0: <laughs> it means that um, there could be. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be more clear. I don't want to get your hopes up too much. It's. Uh, <laughs> I've always got these song titles going. Like, so I have like the ongoing list of song titles, and I knew that baseball season 2020. That's a landmark in history. We totally. need to we need to at least have something out. So yeah. I thought this is the right song to do, and um, other songs are there. Like we can, there's a bunch of songs written, but
3: well, couldn't you guys just make it a full length and it could be the World Series champions 2020?
0: Come on, the problem dude. is this: <laughs> is that it it costs a lot of money to record these records. I hear you, you know? yeah, and stomp uh, offered to do l p three, but I turn them down really? because I don't um, I'm starting not to believe in the mu- the record bi- record company business. I think it's much better to be independent um, from a financial standpoint. If you know you're gonna sell your records, it's better to own the records. Yeah. so sure after the first two records we did we realized that we're going to sell them and they're going to sell out so we need to not give those to a label but the the flip side of that coin is that now we have to pay for the recording ourselves and the recordings are fairly expensive mm-hmm. if we want them to sound as good as they have which we do so the long and the short answer is that like there could be but there's no not really any plan to be also like um I'm not sure a full-length record is the most uh, sort of smartest thing to do in, in 2020. Yeah, so this test, the MLB song was sort of a test to like try a new model, which would be like write a digital or digital, a little, digital song. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and and but give people more. Like we gave like we did the card, which was kind of cool, and like a T-shirt. So maybe package it up or like. Just find new ways to bring to to put more emphasis on the song as opposed to the album.
5: Because like
0: kind of what you guys were touching upon earlier is that how often does the song actually get attention unless it's the focus track, right? Unless it's like the single. There's so many songs that get buried on an album that could be, you know, worthy of attention. So True. If we were gonna spend a bunch of money recording ten songs, why don't we spend a bunch of effort uh, promoting 10 songs and see how that works. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's kind of, I don't really have a solid answer, but there are songs there and I hope that we keep on recording and releasing them. I don't know yeah, if it'll yeah. ever, like, become a full length. Yeah. Or it might become like a, you know.
3: Comp down the line of like all the singles. The yeah. but That's a good way I'm to do it. I'm trying to be,
0: mo- I'm trying to work outside the box of of what sort of pu- punk bands have done. Yeah. Because I just like you're just not gonna make. There's no way to make the money. And the thing is, we yeah. we, we made the money on this MLV song. We broke even on a digital track. Sweet, cool. You know, and that's hard. And I'm gonna like I'm I'm only mentioning because I'm gonna release like the full. I have a plan to release a full financial statement of like a breakdown of how what our expenses were, where we spent the money, like the process of recording like a full kind of like behind the scenes look at that song as a campaign on its own. But we spent like twenty five hundred bucks to make that happen. Just one song. Damn. Right? With all the merch and with everything.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: then over a week we made that money back.
3: Right. But
0: just like we, we, we spent twenty five hundred bucks on everything and then we made twenty five hundred bucks back. <laughs> So it's like, whoa, is that sustainable or
3: not? Well, like, you're not losing, you know. And- <laughs> well, exactly. And <laughs> I mean, on a
0: record, like on Nuclear Strike Zone, or like, or or either of them, really. But like, if you spend whatever they spent to so, like, they press CDs, they press fucking vinyl, all this stuff. You're gonna spend tw- f- like I don't know, ten thousand dollars on pressing, then another five to record. If you want to go fifteen thousand dollars deep just to put an album out good luck good luck like fucking recouping that money yeah especially if you're not going to tour so you know i don't know like it really comes down to this issue of like not an issue it's like it's a challenge how can we do this now when there's not going to be any like touring for the foreseeable future when everyone wants to get music for free how do you keep the band's sustainable
4: and relevant you know another way to look at that Evan is you know you you record an album you put it out and then everybody buys it and if you tour for the next two years great you're relevant but if you don't it's two or three years before the next record right but if you were to do like a monthly single or something like that every month you're constantly on people's minds.
3: Yeah, it's like let's the okay, Beatles they're do They're waiting
4: it. for the next. Um, they're waiting for the next isotope song to come out. Exactly. Right. Because so,
0: it's like if you do
4: like you have a ten-song album. was that noise? I don't
3: know. It's Dallas. What are you Dallas? doing, Dallas?
2: Dallas? It's not me. First. I'm not vacuuming.
3: <laughs> it's just vacuuming.
2: <laughs> I'm not vacuuming. Nobody's vacuuming.
3: I don't hear it anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like if you're going to release 10 songs, release them over 10 months instead of in one day, because you kind of just blow your whole load for lack of a better term.
4: Yeah. And then at the end of 12 months, you get some small label to put it out, maybe a bunch of copies and you've, you make a little bit on top of that. So I think that's
0: a great model. I'm, I'm I'm quite interested in that model. It's hard to stay stay relevant. I
4: think that's the hard part, you know, and you don't want to push the same yeah. fucking album for a year because people get I get pissed at that dude when you see the same guy pushing his album for over a year and it's like, I already have it, man, you know?
3: Yes. Yeah. Put yeah. something new out. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So I think that's one of the things
2: that has most uh appealed to me about the isotopes is like <clears throat> they started in two thousand six. That's when I graduated. And uh Like so, I was a fan. High school. High school. I graduated high school, and so like I, you know, I knew the songs that were on MySpace because I would play along to them and stuff. And so like since then, like it seems like things have progressed significantly. But like for me, I can't speak to Evan, but for me, it's been with like no effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like and like so things (laughs) are progressing at a comfortable. (laughs) level and and so like to keep putting out like a, a few songs here and there and you know doing like a like short little tours and stuff like that. like for me personally, like it's it's perfect. I, I, I couldn't imagine anything better. Like don't get me wrong, it would be great to be on tour for like a month or two or whatever. but at the same time, like for my life, it's not really it's not really possible. So, like to be able to be in a band where you can put out great songs and be in like a like you say like a relevant band and and um, still do all that shit at the same time maintaining the comfort of like a quote unquote normal life it it's incredible you know and mm-hmm. I, I I can't think of any other like opportunity that would Offer me that, you know. Yeah. So,
4: but right on. So, Evan, hey, one song, an oldie from the first record that I I always thought maybe would end up on a record was uh, "You Got to Freeze." a great fucking song man that's on the first seven inch right yes
0: that's on the first seven inch
4: yeah yeah and i was like i, I always thought you know since um uh like what else like uh good night of vanna that was an early one that got rule 21 got re-recorded i yeah, always yeah. thought and hoped for uh you gotta freeze like a better production of that song because it's a fucking great one thanks i think that's actually the first the first one i think that's the first one i wrote
3: Really, Really? that
0: one? That one or infield fly might be. I think. I think it's that one. Anyway, the infield fly is a gem. When there's runners on first and second, or
1: when the bases are loaded and there's less than two out and there's a pop up on the infield, don't you know?
0: one of those two that is the first and second song either way that's the fir- first two songs that i wrote wow to this band um yeah i don't know i kind of just like i agree with you that it's a good song but that's not the um direction that i want this band to go in so much like it's so bubbly it is um
2: yeah. i'm sure we I, I think we probably played it live like back in the day yeah but not it, anymore yeah like it was t- a struggle just to get you to play uh, infield fly for a little bit. Yeah. Well,
0: I tend to want to like re- release the songs that are going to be good live. I think, and I don't think that those that a song like that is necessarily a, as powerful live as as some okay. of the other songs. So. Right. But I really like it, and and yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like I also like that recording. We recorded that in like I don't know less than a day, like half a day and like start to finish and i just think it's like i think that just serves its place in history you know
4: yeah it's a great one man
0: thanks that's another dwarves that's another dwarves that's that kicked it all off is ripping off other bands
4: (laughs) (laughs) the dwarf song you gotta burn
3: oh right on man that's cool
4: so i didn't i didn't even ask you who's what's your favorite baseball team Uh, Either one of you you don't have one Dallas, what's your favorite baseball team? <laughs> <laughs> the Canucks. <laughs> <laughs> Does, I, I'm an idiot. Vancouver doesn't have a team, right? No, we got a minor league team. Okay. Is it Canada? Is it just, just Toronto now? Just the Jays, yeah. Yeah, just the okay. Jays. And is so my buddy Sean, he lives in uh, Montreal. He's He was explaining that Montreal might get a team and share it with Tampa Bay. Is that?
0: That sounds like the optimistic perspective of someone who lives in Montreal. <laughs>
4: how how would that work? Well, it wouldn't, right?
0: Uh, well, no. Logistically, I think it checks out. Um, I, neither city has enough people or enough fans to um, support an entire season's worth of home games.
4: Okay. So,
0: they figure that they split the home games, which is half the games, so now you're playing 25% of the games in Montreal, 25% of the games in Tampa Bay, and the other 50% on the road, that they can make more money with a split market than they do with just a single market, which is probably true. But the problem is that Montreal is a shit market as well. So, they're just like <laughs> split, you know, like there's a reason why they vacated a team from Montreal. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the strategy is there with that, but I think that it's probably sound at least in the, in that uh, Tampa Bay needs some help and this is viable maybe, but because there's a stadium there, it's viable. Hmm. But I don't think it's going to happen, man. I don't think they're going to put uh, another baseball team into another country unless it is
4: uh,
0: Mexico or Puerto Rico. Hmm.
4: Hmm. It just seems like logistically to fly between Montreal and Tampa Bay and have guys like where would they live, tax reasons. It would make more sense to have like, you know, Calgary and Vancouver to have a same, to share a team.
0: Yeah. I mean, Montreal and Tampa Bay is not that far.
4: It's pretty far. Well, it's New
0: York? Four hours. I don't know. I don't think it's that far.
4: I think it's like feasible trips. Okay. I mean, let's just Google it. <laughs> it just seemed like a weird thing. I was like, I'm like that. That's not a thing. Like, hey,
0: do you do you want to know some? Uh, check this out. Montreal geography fact. Montreal to Tampa Bay. Did you know that Montreal and Portland, Oregon are on the same uh,
4: uh, line of yeah. latitude? Yeah. No, no I didn't. Think about that. Hmm. I drove. <laughs> I drove from uh, where I live to Montreal straight shot once. That was fun. How far was that? uh, That's all right. I don't know, 20 plus hours. Damn. Where you
0: live in La La Croix?
4: La Crosse, Wisconsin. Yeah.
0: So it's a five hour flight from Montreal to, to Tampa Bay, which is not bad,
3: I suppose. Yeah, doable. Hey, what do you think about the, they're supposedly going to have a baseball season just in stadiums with no crowd? What do you think about that?
0: Uh, they're not going to do it. No? No. I
3: don't That'd think be MLB weird. Is,
0: MLB's is not going to come to an agreement with the players this year.
2: Was that going to be weird. in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I don't think it would. Like, As an idea, I think it fails, but like actually happening it's just like definitely not gonna happen
3: huh
0: why would you want to like uh no no
3: yeah i didn't think it would either because i mean they make so much money on those fucking ten dollar beers you know what i'm saying yeah they gotta factor that in and if there's no crowd there's nobody buying anything you know so how are they gonna pay these guys
0: well yeah so there's a there's a lot of stuff going on with this right now. MLB's refusing to open their books to the players' union.
3: It's the metal hand, dude. You know? Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> it's crazy. We wrote this song. I wrote this song before COVID happened.
3: Yeah,
5: really.
0: So it's crazy that this all has happened because it's like, I just tweeted or I just Instagrammed about it. It's like you. It was just lucky, straight luck. How relevant this song is right now? Yes. yes. But.
3: October uh,
0: there's not going to be, uh, <laughs> whoa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it might just be the reefer talking. It might just be Canadian indoctrination. the money They always get the money.
4: Yeah, there's not going to be a baseball season this year. So what does that mean for, like, the guy? Obviously, the stars that, that are worth millions, they're good. But the other guys, do they – is there, like, a, a smaller league that they jump down to that they can no, play? No, no one's
0: playing. And the Nobody, is, okay. MLB's hand is so – it reaches so far that it touches us here everywhere. Like, MLB will have guidelines that dictate baseball USA and baseball Canada. And then baseball Canada has guidelines that dictate – Baseball BC where we're at and then Baseball BC's government guidelines dictate our league East Van Baseball you know what I mean so based on what MLB is doing every single down through college everywhere is it's touching everybody and down through to Little League so baseball's influences from MLB to Little League basically and everything in between and that's how they run their shit they're like they're a highly organized criminal enterprise Totally
3: sounds yeah like every part of this country. That's how the government works too. (laughs) Yeah, it's all fucked up.
0: They're one of the biggest media empires. Like MLB media controls the NHL media, the NBA media. Like they MLB media is like the biggest sports media empire. That's how they pay. Like they're it's insane, and then they're all hooked up with these like fucking New York guys. And it's like, hmm. this is just a major fucking, uh, hmm. I don't know. You Do some reading on it, but like yeah. they're a bunch of fucking big-time thugs. That's it. Wow. And now they're claiming to the players' union that they don't have any money. They're saying, we don't have any money. We can't pay
4: you guys. Hmm. It just sucks for the... For the lower tier guys that that need it, you know, that aren't making millions, they yeah, can't like even go the, to Japan or Spain or wherever else to play, you know. Yeah,
3: like the batting coaches and all those kind of people, you know.
0: Yeah, the league minimum is like six hundred thousand a year. So, Damn. I,
3: th- I, I so think like even for like have the bat boys and shit like that. No, you know?
0: no <laughs> bat boy.
3: No, sign me up, dude. <laughs> Dallas doesn't make that much. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs>
4: I wish. It just sucks in general for everybody. It's not just the players, you know. It's the it's the people that, you know, work the merch tables and all that shit. Yeah, it's like it all trickles
0: well, yeah, down.
3: That's a this huge is everywhere, industry, right? Yeah. It's
0: every it's everything. Like it's bars right now, it's restaurants, it's fucking everybody.
3: Yeah. I mean, professional so, sports bring lots of money into any city, right? Because you got people flying in, you got people eating at the restaurants and drinking at the bars and Yeah, yeah. I mean, half
0: the leagues not even in the states right now, right? Half the league went
4: home.
3: It's crazy. It's got it's, so, like its own economy, you know. Speaking
4: of leagues, man, who runs the East Van baseball? Is that you guys? You guys kind of started it, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I started it. I ran it for five years, and right now I'm out. But um, okay, I took a break. But I'm uh, still an owner and a founder, and I'm still sort of on the advisory committee. But it was my thing that I was doing with a couple of buddies who were involved as partners as well through like, uh, at the exact same time as these isotopes records came up. So this is the busiest time of my life, which will never ever happen again. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Like
0: starting and running East baseball at the same time as putting out two isotopes records and touring Europe (laughs) three times, which is insane. But like, that's what I did between when I was 30 and 35. Uh, now it's, the league, cool, man. it's really like we have 12 teams there's 250 players
3: like Damn. it's
0: we it's like a big local thing like people know who east band baseball is it's a big local thing and and uh, i don't know it's all fucked right now so
4: yeah. I, I love how you can go there and buy like isotope shirts though and they're not like they're not they're like just the regular like your regular shirts they're not like special baseball shirts you know
0: yeah well my my like my I'm sitting in my office right now at home and this is like a, a stock room and I got shelves filled with boxes and stuff. So my day to day is basically like filling mail order. Like that's yeah. a large part of my life, which is I hate it because <laughs> I got way better things to be doing than fucking filling mail order. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, this is what this is brought on, which is combining those two things has basically like, uh, people who are isotopes fans have found East fan baseball. And people from the city who have found East Van Baseball now are learning about the isotopes through this, like, combined merchandise effort, which is cool. But it's created, like, a shit ton of work for me, which I'm trying to <laughs> change because it's just too much work. It's too yeah. much work.
4: Hey, I got to tell you what I got from you that's really cool. I, I bought isotope shit from you, but um, I got one of those Hey Pizza pins. Oh, nice. Yeah so I yeah it had was like 10 that. bucks or something. <laughs> yeah I had to have it but I couldn't believe it because I think he posted it. he had like two one day and I'm like holy shit I didn't think I was gonna get it but
0: yeah man hey I'll tell you 10 bucks is like market market price for those pants
4: yeah yeah no I'm not yeah. saying I'm like I don't I don't think I got ripped off or anything but it's like it's just 10 bucks for like a button that I'll never fucking wear you know yeah but um like who made that
0: well okay I drew it and it's um from the movie rock and roll high school where yeah. after the show well, yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah i that i mean straight up that's though that's you know you know the reference yeah. Um, oh yeah 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 because you got no you got the label you know the reference i yeah. did the picture i thought let's do a pin and then i that was it i don't know
4: okay cool no i was just i didn't know if it was like an actual like isotopes item or if, oh. if you just like found some dead stock from some somewhere else and you just were selling them i was i had never seen no. them before so
0: no yeah cool. i i just i like i started i just wanted to do it and i was like you know what there's an audience here i drew the thing i sent the image to china they make the pin they send it back it takes like fucking two months then you get the pins yeah and then you have to sell them you know and i was like i'm just <laughs> gonna sell them through the isotopes cool yeah but thanks for buying one. I knew that your <laughs> label was called Hey Pizza because Andrew was... I work with Andrew and Rob right now. Uh, oh, do you? ACN. So we yeah. talked... Th- yeah. Um, this pin came out before that, I believe. Like, this pin was... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. This had, it had nothing to do with like, any any reference other than just like... I think... I don't know. like Maybe Noah. I don't know.
4: Yeah, because they had the <laughs> song too. Yeah, I knew Michelle's had the... A pizza song. Yeah,
0: when I was down there living with him for a bit, he was always just talking about pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Getting the slice. Uh, His classic line is like, "Yeah, well, it might be good, but it ain't pizza." Like if you're if you're going to a pizza place that he doesn't approve of, you know, it's like, "Yeah, it might be good, but
4: that ain't pizza." So I gotta ask it: Does he really have that many fucking descendants shirts? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow,
0: that's nuts. He's a collector of all things, you know. Like he's got that many hats. He's got he's he's just one of these collectors guys,
3: right? Huh.
4: I just think it's cool that a band makes a a shirt for every, a different shirt for every show. I love that.
0: Yeah, fuck man. Would not <laughs> that be so cool to be in a band where you can go and actually do a tour and every every show have a specific shirt for that show? <laughs> like that
2: is that is the dream for me that's not lame yeah like every shirt's different like it's not just like the same shirt but you're, you're like the, the city city's printed, on yeah. the back yeah like every shirt my, is unique
0: one of my goals is a as a designer is to do a descendant shirt someday
4: that
3: would rule i'd
0: love to do that
4: does oh, yeah. do they have different people making them or is it is it sherry does he do them all i
0: i've seen other i think on it's
4: just way. sherry
0: really okay well i think so fuck
4: me can you imagine like him like getting a tour schedule like maybe if you know (laughs) i know they don't really tour that much anymore but back in the day like seeing like 60 shows (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. that would be that would be terrible but that guy does such great work man he always has all all their shirts are like all of them are just so cool how they incorporate oh know, a certain city or or whatever into it yeah
2: yeah, I got the Vancouver one, which is like the Hanson brothers,
4: like goalie mask
2: one, which I think is just genius. Yeah, mm. It's totally genius, you know. But they they also had like for well, like the last couple of years or whatever, they have the best tour schedule of all time. It's like okay, we're gonna do like a four day weekend every other weekend. Yeah, and that's our tour for like the next couple months. Like, yeah, holy crap, that is like the best it, example.
4: One of the last ones that I saw they did, they played um, Winnipeg, um, maybe Fargo, oh. like Minneapolis and Iowa City, something like that. So in my neighborhood. But um, and then that was it. Yeah. There's yeah, out for those shows and then go home for a week or two. Yeah. Well, I
2: remember when they were in when they came and played Vancouver when I saw them, I think it was like, say, a Friday they had the show and then that was it and then it was sold out so oh what do you know they put on another they they have another show on saturday and then that one sells out too yeah so like and that was their their tour for the weekend was to play <laughs> vancouver two nights in a row cuz it was going to sell out at the commodore both nights and then and then yeah they go home for the week and then <laughs> probably a couple weekends later oh they're out in some other city for the one night and then it sells out the next night like it's just Fucking perfect,
3: yeah. That is like you,
2: you can't ask for better than that. Well, there's the descendants. That's true. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll probably never get to that level, but yeah, it's, well, it's, a, it's no, a dream. No. <laughs> yeah. one can dream. Okay,
3: totally. They've earned it, though. You know what I mean?
2: Oh
4: yeah, legends. It's a- Hey Evan, um, how scared are you of being sued by Tops?
0: Tops? Oh no, I'm not scared at all. If those guys <laughs> sent me a message, I would just I'd, I'd i'd come to an agreement with them.
4: Yeah,
0: I think I think Tops is, is fairly cool, and I don't think they'd have a problem with that no, uh, it, logo.
4: It's such a cool. It's just perfect, you know. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, I don't get it. You know, it didn't hit me, you know, because I wasn't really paying attention to the logo. I'm like, why are they selling the Tops shirt? but
0: it's it's an it's another example of exactly what i was saying with the snf uh snnafu song where it's so genius i'm not saying this is my genius i'm saying it just happens you create this like thing and then all of a sudden these things just happen you know it's like i didn't create this situation where we're called the ice i didn't plan for that it's just like (laughs) oh my god that would be so perfect and then it is these things just happen and so we've been very fortunate to have like these really cool baseball like fuck dude i don't know People are always coming to me and talking about that shirt like all the time. And I have nothing to say about it other than like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. I don't know how that
2: really happened. It's pretty lucky. Yes. I remember when, when you first came up with that design I was like, whoa, that's sweet. And you're like, yeah, I can't wait to get a cease and desist order from these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could sell them so, even faster.
0: Yeah. The, well, the, I, the best thing I think you can hope for is a cease and desist order. Like, as a remember when no effects got one from snickers for doing that punkers t-shirt in the nineties. And then like it became <laughs> such big news that they just sold a million more t-shirts. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for a cease and just this, <laughs> I go to the mailbox every day. <laughs> <Yeah. if there's laughs> something. But tops is cool. Cause they're, they're doing this whole, uh, artist series right now where they've, they've like brought in a bunch of like, like w- well-known artists to recreate, um, a bunch of their rookie cards and stuff. So, like, as an art series, and they're they're re-releasing these cards, like, you get, like, the Jeter rookie card as done by Grotesque, like hmm. a New York artist or whatever. Oh. And so they're, like, I think they're really tapping into um, this sort of scene, this Instagram scene, if you will, you know, like,
5: yeah.
0: p- artists and stuff. So I don't think Topps is going to have a problem with that. I think they look at it and they'd laugh. Or if they did, they'd at least, like, want to talk. So I have no... I have no issue with with
4: worrying about that. Maybe, maybe Topps will issue a uh, an isotopes official isotopes baseball card. No, we're not there. We're not there. That would be cool, though.
0: It would be awesome. Yeah,
3: it yeah. Would, it'd be it'd be awesome. kiss cards, but Topps. Yeah. <laughs> be sweet. Maybe
0: someday. You know, if we ever get back into the states, I will start pursuing those kinds of avenues. But without being able to be down there, it's kind of like pointless to really go door knocking like that.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: I got a good story for you guys. <laughs> so. so we go to europe for the first time and i'm supposed to submit like our rider for like you know the <laughs> shit, shit we want right uh and they have they have no knowledge of baseball over there whatsoever so i write uh and this is coming off like a nuclear strike zone right so first thing i write is no veggies <laughs> on the rider and then I write, we need a whole chicken on the, ri-, like, you know, the whole rider is a fucking baseball joke, but they actually take it seriously. So we got nothing but like, uh, no veggies on any rider. And then that, the fr- uh, like a few, like one show, someone gave us like a rubber chicken. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember. Troy was so fucking mad at me because all he wanted was some veggies. Like he just wanted to eat something <laughs> healthy. He's like, you fucked us, man.
3: <laughs> wow! Okay, so, you guys uh, yeah. get a rider. <laughs> That's crazy. Well,
0: <laughs> the you, I mean, we had a booking agent, so they asked. My us to get a us. rider. Yeah, yeah. No, only like no one ever ever filled it, fulfilled it with anything. <laughs> Over in Europe, you get a bunch of beer, yeah, and some like bread and cheese. But we had this ridiculous rider that I made that was like bu- you know bubble gum, like all the shit you can't even get in Europe. And uh, it totally failed because it was <laughs> baseball references that no one no one got. But anyway, one of the things was a whole chicken
2: because of Pedro Serrano. Yeah, <laughs> one of the things was a baby duck, baby duck champagne, and so we got like a bunch of fucking little rubber duckies <laughs> that you would put
4: in the bathtub. <laughs> nice. Did you ever tell people you were just joking, or do they do they uh, to the day do they think your guys are kind of dicks?
0: I think they think we're dicks. Cause I don't think anyone over there knows. <laughs> Like, no one has a sense of humor anyway, like over there. No. There's no... a German. The German people, if you tell them a joke, they're like, yes, that's very American. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you guys been back since then? Well, we went twice. Okay. Dal went once.
4: Yeah. They're, they're once extremely
2: honest. There. That's it. They're an extremely honest people over there. Yeah. Yeah, if like if your if your show was good, they'll tell you, "Oh, that was good," and that like that means it was great. But you don't know. Yeah, like, you you think they're gonna be like, "Oh, it was so great," but they don't sugarcoat anything, which is nice.
4: Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. What if it's bad? Do they tell you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to do. You know, it's hard to you know, especially for a band that's traveled so far. I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean if I liked it, yeah, of course, you know, but if if it wasn't so good, it'd be like, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I c- I couldn't say, yeah, you guys fucking blue, you know.
2: But at the same time, like it
4: it also helps you to perhaps
2: step up your game a bit, you know what I mean? Like if, Yeah. Cuz you don't get that over here. Everyone always just wants to pat your back all the time. Yeah. But if if somebody actually tells you how it is, then, you know, maybe you'll do a little better the next time.
4: Yeah, Honest, honesty is the best policy.
3: That'll so, exist. yeah,
4: we get to, uh, we get told our faults often. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're, trying. we're trying. Are you guys married? I, I am <laughs> not married, to each yeah. other.
2: Not to each other. No. <laughs> well, yeah. No. No. I don't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean in general.
4: No, I, I am married. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Uh, so for I hear a you.
3: I'm not married, but I might as well be, dude. I've been with the same girl for too long.
2: Oh. <laughs> and we got Hopefully kids she's not and all listening to this. Stuff. Yeah, we that can edit that out. out. Yeah. She
3: doesn't we listen. Can edit that out. Yeah, I do all the editing, so we're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can say
0: whatever I want about that bitch. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that bitch.
3: <laughs> hey, I got a quick question for you, Evan. Have you ever watched that show Cheers? You know the show? Yeah. You ever Mayday think Day about Malone. writing like a sexual harassment song about Sam Malone, since he's a baseball player and he's a super <laughs> creep?
0: Was he? It, no, I never thought about writing a sexual harassment song about him, but I definitely thought about writing a Mayday Malone song. Yeah. for sure, dude. But I watched I
3: Cheers not that long ago, and like the whole time, every woman he meets, he like sexually harasses every last yeah. one of them. And back then, it was like acceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy if you watch it today. It's like holy shit. This guy was like a hero I, back then, and today, yeah, yeah. he's like triggering people.
0: <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't want to revisit yours. I just want it to lie where it does. In my memory. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I still think it's
3: funny, but it's just like, wow, this dude was pretty out there.
0: Yeah, well, the whole show's got one set. They had to give you something.
3: True. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, I
4: haven't seen that show since it was on. You know, it used to be on, and yeah. and. Look, I've seen a couple things here and there since, and it's like, ouch, it's one of those shows. I can't believe they, they got they got this through, you know?
3: Yeah, it's on Netflix, so you check it out again.
4: I want to watch... If it is on Netflix, I'm going to
2: watch... Oh, maybe it's not on our Netflix. I guarantee you it's not on our Netflix.
0: That's no. a bummer.
3: Oh, you guys yeah, have man,
4: a different it Netflix
2: is. than us? Yeah.
0: Canadian Netflix different is
4: different than American Netflix, yeah. Nicer. Is it? It's not free, though, is it?
0: No, it's like 10 bucks a month.
4: No, yeah. I know, I know. I was just... Because KJ was saying everything up there is free, like healthcare and stuff. So, so. oh, <laughs> I remember back when I first got Netflix, I used to like
2: change my IP address so that I could get the American Netflix. Yeah, but then they did something so you can't do that anymore. But hmm.
4: like, what? I wonder what the difference is. Like, is that? Do you guys have to have like a certain amount of like? Is it like the radio up there? It has to be a certain amount of Canadian, Canadian. content. Yeah.
0: We definitely do have CanCon in our Netflix, but uh, there's it's not like uh, monopolized by that. We still have t- all the American shit. I think it just comes in in different times and stuff like that.
3: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So you guys are in BC, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got two questions about BC. Number one, <laughs> is the BC Bud really that good up there? Because like, all the stoners around here are like, I want some of that BC Bud. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's any better or not. And the second, well, you can answer that one first, and then I'll ask you the other one.
2: (laughs) I've never had anything else, so I don't know how. I don't know what to compare it to. Right. So it's Uh, um, it's
0: pretty good. I
2: mean, BC Bud is definitely known around here for being the
0: best. You know, as well. It's really good. Yeah. And when I work a lot in, um, I do a lot of like show show like running for big concerts and stuff. Yeah. And everyone's always talking about, like all bands when they come in, talking about getting some BC Buds. So I think that everywhere it's kind of known.
3: Yeah, totally known. So it is that good then. So it it li- is that lives good. up to yeah, the hype. Man,
0: it's fucking, it's dank. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's Is up. it legal out there?
3: It is uh, yeah. here. Yeah. It's the, yeah, All yeah. of Canada's legal, right?
0: Yeah, you can walk into a store yeah. and buy with your fucking credit card and everything.
3: What's happening? Here you got to go to the dispensary, but dude i still just go to my guy it's so much easier and there's no line you know what i mean
4: you can't get the bc bud though so
3: he gets the fire but it's not the bc bud right now i have the dairy queen dream it's not too bad Mm -hmm. Another question and this may be edited out you know but um <laughs> did you guys ever like see tegan and sarah back when they were still cool like back like 15 almost 20 years ago no but you, you know what
2: we did we did uh practice in carly ray Jepsen's jam space once really <laughs>
3: yeah oh wow
2: carly Hello? ray who you, carly ray Jepsen. she sings that
3: uh, maybe? yeah i really maybe. really really really
2: really really like you do you like yeah. me? Do you want me? I like you too. With t- Tom Hanks in the video. Yeah. My, you know that uh, one.
3: daughter loved <laughs> that Call Me Maybe song when it was hot. So oh, I yeah, definitely know so that good. one. But I, don't I remember Tegan song. and Sarah back, like, so jealous. That record's awesome, dude.
0: One time when I was working at a liquor store in Vancouver, I sold beer to Tegan. Really? She came in. Yeah. And uh, the reason that I know it was her, because I wasn't like the biggest Tegan and Sarah fan, and, and I was pretty tuned out. But um she like put her although she was visibly over 30 you know yeah uh she put her id like on the counter and like looked at me you know tegan <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i'm not sarah <laughs> you know <Yeah>. <laughs> uh <laughs> and that was like that was totally tegan from tegan and sarah and the person i was working beside was like yep and i was like yeah oh, that's
2: weird yeah. uh that was like almost 10 years ago though wow didn't didn't you somehow run into Michael Bublé once? Yeah, I, that's weird, man. I've worked
0: at so many liquor stores in the city <laughs> between tours, so I've sold beer to like Bublé. I've sold beers to Tegan. Uh, there's gotta be more.
3: <laughs> that's awesome, Brian Adams. Yeah, Brian, Brian no. Adams. I Is once it? sold
0: cracked to Brian Adams. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
3: So who do you guys think is the best Canadian punk band of all time? Like Dayglo Abortions, Chicks Dig It, Isotopes. Who you got? (laughs) Chicks.
0: (laughs) None of the above.
3: Who do you like? Like Teenage Head?
0: Ooh, that's good. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that is a good
3: one. I don't know.
0: I think I like this is, ooh, I don't know. I like the Handsome Brothers.
1: Can be this way, baby, baby. love yeah, never a but I swore i never break your heart But that's way of oh, the bone But you are like that on the floor That's way of the Come on, baby, get out the floor Well, my baby's to toast Cause I gave my baby on the old Come on, baby, we
0: might be my my go-to the most played canadian punk band in my household
3: i could see that fuck yeah that shit rules what's your favorite hansen record you like misconduct you like uh my game what you like
0: i'm pretty into the the beast what, what is it Dallas?
2: <laughs> on it's alive when when he he's just talking the whole time on the live album like the
0: cuts of them between songs where it's just like
1: one two three
0: four
3: yeah (laughs) it's a living yeah we're gonna we're gonna put a cabbage
1: in the bag
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a
4: go-to yeah in the van i love Uh, my my, gross
3: misconduct yeah me too that's my shit (laughs) i go between that and my game they're both fucking great Yeah. yeah Misconduct. Christmas um, conduct. That was the first one I ever got into and just, it just rules to me still.
0: Do you guys know Pointed Sticks? Oh yes. yeah. Yeah, I like that band there from here.
3: Yeah. My old wives, uh, they're great too.
0: Old wives, yeah, that's Yeah. Not not at Pointed Sticks level though. I mean, no offense.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Give me taken. a break. <laughs> Give me a break, Darren. Uh <laughs> Hey, trivia. Darren uh, Chuka, you know who I'm talking about? Sure. Yep. From Old Wives, now TBR. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. He was supposed to play on our Heat Seeker EP uh, in 2009. And he was like scheduled to come in to do it until the day before. And then the day before, he bailed. And then uh, I was like without a drummer. And I call up my friend who makes our music videos for us, who films them. And he was playing in a band with Tony. And he goes, uh, I know a drummer. And I'm like, all right, we'll send him my way. So I give Tony a 100 bucks to show up to learn the songs like that day, Heat wow. Seeker and everything. And I, I never met him before. And he comes in and nails it. And then all of a sudden, he's like our guy for like a, forever.
3: That's awesome. <laughs> awesome.
0: All because Chuka bailed, which yeah. is like the best story ever. Totally. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thanks guys. It's been like a like three hours of total bullshitting, but I loved it. Um, yeah. Love the ice Can't wait for the new record. Wink, wink. And uh, <laughs> just kidding. But um, yeah, man. Hopefully you guys can make it down to the states and uh, play some shows and not get banned again. And uh, take care. Definitely in the uh, the chaos that is life this year, 2020. Um, yeah, just stay safe, man. Stay healthy. Yeah,
3: you guys too.
0: Thanks a lot for having us on the show. It's cool to talk. We we love it.
3: Right on. Thank you, guys. Yep. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right. right. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya.
2: Hey, this is Milo from The Descendants, and
3: you're listening to The Dummy Room. All right, there you have it. Isotopes. Well, a couple of them anyways, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, I got to tell you something I thought about this and I wrote it down when um when Evan told that story about the car. Yeah. And how you you know, the guy came and got it and he had to tell him. So, remember the the 323 that I used to have, yeah, you know? Sure. Um so when I sold that, it was kind of a piece of shit, you know. It was like I think I I think I sold it for like 400 bucks, but I remember the guy came to pick it, you know, he came to look at it with his family like wife and like four kids yeah and it was like oh it was like that that feeling of dude you don't want this car <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. yeah it's cheap but it, it might not yeah exactly it might not make it around the block right you know so like i remember i got cash from him and it was like oh i waited <laughs> you know like 10 minutes i expected a call back or <laughs> yeah. something you know but i never got it but um yeah, so that was that was kind of funny. That's funny, but um, yeah. And the other thing, man, I've never put um, this is it. This I've never put um, um, Rochelle, Rochelle, and, and Janelle, Janelle, like yeah, I
3: never, thought I've never really
4: either. thought about that way. I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. not that they stole it, but definitely yeah. a a nod if they did, you know. So damn, I gotta check cool. out those
3: Mandel bombs, dude. I haven't heard. I have only heard like had, one or two songs. Never heard
4: of them, man. So. Um. Yeah, cool stuff, man. We got a couple isotopes, and uh, yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, it's about that time, though, right? Yeah, it's always that time, man. It's super late tonight, so <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. Yes. Yes. yes.
3: Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Dummy Room. Tune in next week for another fun episode. to la vista, baby.